the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Friday, and that's a good thing. It is a um, bit chilly for a Friday, 66 degrees right now here in uh, in Little Rock. The low is supposed to be down to 42 uh, tonight, so uh, that's going to be a little bit uh, uh, chilly for all of us, so... Uh, Fall is definitely here now. I'm I'm sitting here with my, I'm all dressed up in my fallish clothing, long sleeve shirts again. Finally back in the long sleeves. Not happy about that. Much rather be in short sleeves. Much rather it was, you know, eighty six outside instead of you know sixty six or whatever. Let me take a look at my. Uh, app and see what uh, it's saying here right for us right now i bet it's like 58 it's 51 feels like with the wind 40 degrees outside so uh, we're we're going to have record low temperatures tonight is what they're saying the low tonight is going to be 37 uh tomorrow night it'll get down to 43 uh sunday night 51 now if you're going to be in the northern parts of the state, there's a freeze warning in effect for them. It's going to get down into the low 30s and stay there. So, uh, you know, I would say if you're going to be kind of like up in Ash Flats and north, uh, you're you're looking at some pretty uh, cool temperatures. I know that in Cabot, the Harding right now is at 48, and they're saying, uh, t- what's it, what are they saying? For, temperature tonight in Harding, 30 degrees. So below freezing in Harding, in Hardy. Uh, in Cabot, I don't think we're going to get that uh, cold. Uh, let me look real quickly here just to check. When I looked, it's 52 in Cabot right now. And uh, it says that tonight, you had to get down to 34. So we'll be a couple of degrees above. We won't hit freezing tonight. 34 tonight, 39 tomorrow night, 47 Sunday. So, um, and then, uh, you know, temperature's going to moderate. Monday's going to be up to 77. Tuesday, 75. Looks like in the 70s. Close to 80 next Saturday. 
78 degrees, not getting uh, near as cold as it was. So looking at uh, a little bit more rain in the forecast now, too. Can't say that that's a bad thing. We could use a little bit of rain. Uh, tomorrow we'll be, uh, you know, be uh, taken care of. All right. One of the big uh, things going on right now was that Mickey Gates was up. Uh, they were voting on whether to expel him or not because of his tax problems that he had. And I've been waiting for somebody to give me a, you know, a, a shot back to let me know what had happened. And I just got a text from a state uh, senator, uh, Kim Hammer. And uh, let me see what uh, what it says. I'm waiting here as I'm trying to get to where I'm look what I'm looking at. And um, well. I'll let you know what's happening here as soon as I get it up. Because for some reason, my my texts are working weirdly here. 88 people voted against him. He's out. And to me, that's sad. Now, with that said, and I'm, I'll, have, I'll, I'll text Mickey Gates here in just a moment. And and ask him what he's looking to do next year. I mean, I I I think if he ran for re-election, I think he'd be probably uh, re-elected overwhelmingly uh, down there in the Garland County area. So I I'd be interested to talk to him and see what he has to say uh, about that. Uh, Mickey Gates has been. A, a good legislator. I think he's done a good job for his people. I think it's interesting that they came after him as quickly as they did when other people have done far, far more uh, terrible things, and they let him hang in there forever. So anyway, with that, with that said, Mickey Gates has been voted out of the, the, the House is, is what uh, has occurred. And uh, that's that's too bit too bad. Yeah, eighty eight voted him out. So that's a kind of bums me out. I like Mickey Gates. Mickey Gates uh, has always uh, taken the time out to come and talk on the air and and talk to his constituents. And uh, so uh, we will have to see what the future holds for him. Matt Smith gave me a notification here late today that he wished that he could be here today, but something has come up and he cannot make it. Probably because if I had to guess tomorrow, uh, there's a big rock and roll concert going on down by the river. And uh, Buck Cherry is going to be here. He's good friends with them. I know that. As far as that's concerned, so uh, Leonard Skinner is going to be down there. So I know he knows a lot of the folks from Leonard Skinner, so he may be catching up with some old uh, familiar faces uh, today. And I wouldn't wouldn't blame him if that's what he's doing. To be honest, hopefully he'll be able to. 
I can't say he'll be able to be here with us next week. We're working right now on putting together something very special for you. I, I've uh, been making some phone calls. I was given a call from the Republican National Committee yesterday. And they told me that they're going to have a talker's row in Dallas Thursday for uh, President Trump's rally that he's going to have. And that our show here, and I say our because you're just as big of a part of this show as I am. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the facilitator and the crown jester, you know, the court jester, so to speak. But the bottom line is, is that we were invited to broadcast there. We are the only Arkansas radio station that has been invited. This show is the only show that has been invited. So uh, I'm looking uh, uh, what we have to do is I got to pull together necessary funds to make it happen. So if you're a businessman, all right, if you're a businessman, and you can afford, you know, anywhere from uh, four or $500 to maybe a grand. Uh, a few of you would jump aboard. Uh, we can uh, grab a flight, get to Dallas, do the show, grab a flight, come back. All right. That would take me off the air Wednesday. Somebody else would have to fill in for me on Wednesday and then turn around and I would travel back on Friday. Somebody would fill in. We probably have best of shows those two days. We got we got some really good best of hours that we can play for you that were really, really good, like the one yesterday with Ed and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Carrie Ann and a uh, gentleman from uh, Guns, uh, Gun Owners of America. George so, Stein. Yeah, that would have been great to have do to play that back a lot of great information in that hour if you didn't hear it you know you need to go to the podcast and listen to it or watch it uh watch a repeat of it on on facebook because lots of great constitutional information uh, was shared during that hour but the big question now is can you give us a hand here's what you do if you can would you call 823-0965 Eight two three zero nine six five. I know a lot of business owners listen to this show. You stop me. You talk to me a lot of times. Here's where you can help. Uh, we're going to give you twenty promos and twenty ads out of this. That's a really good buy, and uh, you'll be in the show. Uh, or if you're concerned that because of how divided our country is politically, and you don't want anybody to know but you would like to see me go and broadcast from there, uh, then uh, we can work it out. We won't mention it, all right? You know, or maybe you want to do ads at another time. You can do that. I can I can work that out for you as well. But what you got to do is call 823-0965, 823-0965. I haven't been able to get a hold of um, Colonel Reynolds, Conrad Reynolds, I'm going to try to call him during a break uh, today. He had some big news that he was wanting to share. I'm going to try to get a hold of him and um, have him join us on the air today to talk about the next banquet for the Arkansas Military uh, Hall of uh, of Fame 
and the new inductees that will go in on November 2nd. I will be doing the honors. And it is, let me just say, it is an honor for me to do it. I love doing it, going up front and reading all the citations of these people that will be brought into the Hall of Fame uh, coming up again on November 2nd and uh, and being on just standing on the stage with those people. There's a lot of them, man. I mean, if if we were talking athletics, I said I I I couldn't even hold their jock, okay? I'm just saying. That's that's the way I feel about it. I served in the military, but what a lot of them did and what uh, what I did are are miles apart. All right, so let's get a break in right now. Uh 8230965 the number to call if you want to uh Throw some money towards a trip to Dallas for me because, you know, you got to pay for it. I'm, I'm be honest with you. I don't make the kind of money that I can just reach in my pocket and pull together, you know, two or $3,000 and say, okay, I'll go down and do the show. I'm, I don't make that kind of money, but uh, call, uh, just call Zach and let him know. Eight, two, three, oh, nine, six, five. It is the Dave Ellswick show. 19 minutes after two on a Friday. This breaking news, the uh, the planned uh, deployment is coming up on the United States uh, today uh, announced that a new large deployment of forces to Saudi Arabia is being uh, made to help bolster the kingdom's defenses following the September 14th attack on its oil facilities which Washington and Riyadh have blamed on Iran. The planned deployment, which was first reported by Reuters, will include fighter squadrons, one air expeditionary wing, and air defense personnel, according to the Pentagon. The Pentagon said it was sending two additional Patriot batteries and one terminal high-altitude area defense system, that's known as THAAD, Uh, Taken together with other deployments, this will constitute an additional 3,000 men and women that have been extended or authorized within the last month. That according to Pentagon spokesman Jonathan Hoffman uh, in a statement today. It was unclear whether some of the newly announced troops might replace other American forces expected to depart the region in the coming weeks or months. The Pentagon is yet to announce, for example, whether it will replace the aircraft carrier USS Abraham Lincoln and its strike group when it eventually wraps up its deployment to the Middle East. The deployment is part of a series of what the United States has described as defensive moves following the attack on Saudi Arabia's oil facilities last month which rattled global energy markets and exposed major gaps in Saudi Arabia's air defenses. Iran has responded to previous U.S. troop deployments this year with apprehension. It denies responsibility for the attack on Saudi Arabia as well as attacks on oil tankers earlier uh, this year. So uh, that's where we're at at uh, this time so we'll have to see what uh, what that leads us into uh but president sending over more 
uh, more men uh, to, um, you know, bolster uh, the protection of uh, Saudi Arabia. Now, that goes along with uh, the story that happened today where uh, an Iranian oil tanker was hit by two explosions off the coast of Saudi Arabia. Iran said a super tanker called Sabita, owned by the National Iran Oil Company, was struck by two missiles 60 miles from the port of Jeddah about five this morning their time. The explosions badly damaged two tanks on board the vessel, causing them to leak into the Red Sea. Experts believe it was a terrorist attack from a source from the Iranian news agency ISNA. The blast follows a series of attacks on tankers belonging to Saudi Arabia and its allies and on Saudi oil facilities, which have been blamed on Iran, as we were just talking about. Iran has not said who it believes is responsible for the attack on its tanker, though uh, Riyadh will be top of its list, I'm sure, of suspects. The uh, Noor News Agency, which is close to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, said the crew of the ship was safe and had got the leak under control. The state-owned National Iranian Tanker Company said that, contrary to reports, there is no fire aboard the ship and the ship is completely stable. Must not have been very big missiles. Same. Uh, There's no word from Saudi Arabia on the reported attack, and Saudi officials did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Lieutenant Pete uh, Pagano, spokesman for the U.S. Navy's 5th Fleet, which is currently positioned near Iran, said authorities were aware of reports of the incident but declined to comment further. Iran has not said who it believes was responsible for the attack. The foreign minister said only that it was carried out by those committing dangerous adventurism. Uh, He went on to say that the ship was struck twice in the span of a half hour and an investigation was underway. He added that Iranian tankers have been targeted by damaging activities over recent months in the Red Sea without elaborating on anything. Russia's foreign minister has also said it is too early to assign blame for the attack. Before Friday, the ship had not activated its transmitter for 57 days when it was in the port of Bandar Abbas, but it suddenly began broadcasting its location again shortly after the blast were reported. Data shows the tanker is fully laden with 1 million barrels of oil and is now heading back to the Persian Gulf with a destination of an island in the Strait of Hormuz. It's unclear what the tanker's initial destination was. Iranian vessels often turn off their trackers to avoid U.S. sanctions on oil exports. Oil prices surged more than 2% 
after the attack with uh, Brent surging 2.3% to 60.46 a barrel, while West Texas Intermediate jumped 2.1% to 54.69. All right, so that brings you up on the, the latest on what's going on over there in the Middle East. and get you on that. Uh, we come back, I'm going to let you know what Mr. O'Rourke had to say about churches that uh, don't get on board with the LGBTQ movement. We'll uh, tell you that. And then we'll look at uh, President Trump's rally last night in Minneapolis, Minnesota. All that's coming your way. Here in the next hour of the Dave Ellswick Show, later on in the show, Eric Coleman uh, is going to join us, and we'll be talking to him uh, from his jewelry store, but he's coming into the studio to talk about it. And then Harding University will be with us in the final hour of the show today. Right now, though, let's find out what's happening in the news. All right, we've had a couple of calls and uh, wanted to know, have we reached our goal of necessary monies to travel to Dallas? And the answer is no. Uh, if you want to be part of it, uh, and, and let me go back real quickly, and and, uh, and I won't belabor this for a long time, but here's the key. I got a call from the Republican National Committee, and they asked if we would like to be in Dallas next Thursday for the president's rally that he's having. And I said, of course I would. And they said, well, Dave, we're calling you because we're not calling anybody else in Arkansas. No other radio station, no other radio show. Um, they know that I support the president, have been ever since he's been elected. Um, and uh, so they'd like us to come down there. Now, for that to happen, we got to raise the money for me to be able to go. He travel money, got to stay overnight a couple of nights, got to eat while I'm there. So if you have a business, you'd like to be part of it, uh, we can make that happen. We'll work it out with you. Uh, uh, you tell us what you can uh, donate. Uh, you know, I mean, if we get somebody that comes in with, you know, two, $3,000, we're done. Yeah, we're finished. I mean, 3000 would take care of everything. And, uh, you know, on top of that, uh, uh, if we could get, I mean, if it came down that we got six people that gave, uh, you know, $400, we could, we could get, get by with that. So anyway, it's up to you. That's what I'm saying. I'm willing to go. I'll, uh, I'll pull all the, the equipment together, pack it up and, and get it down there and hooked up. They're going to have us, uh, set up with a phone line that we can just plug our equipment in and we'll have a clear signal back here. And uh, I'm sure we'll have all kinds of people available to us to talk to us on the air. I think I saw that Seth is going to be there. Uh, are you folks that uh, have been around politics a little bit here uh, in uh, Arkansas? You probably know Seth Mays and, uh, I've been talking to him, and he said that they, uh, from what I heard yesterday, they're going to fly him down to Dallas from D.C., so he'll be there, and uh, he'll help us out getting some really good guests on the air. 
if the vice president's going to do is going to be there, I'm going to do my dog gauntus to get, see if he'll not stop by and and uh, and talk to us. So anyway, again, I need your help as far as this concern uh, to go down to uh, Dallas, Texas, because I don't have the money. All right, I don't have it in my wallet. If I did, I'd go, but I don't. Now, of course, I am playing the lottery Saturday, so you never know. If I win the lottery, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you your money back and I'll pay for it. And I'll go down and just do it. And Zach's laughing. Hey, a boy can dream, can he? All right. But really, uh, if you have a business, this would be your opportunity to get involved with the Dave Ellswick Show. And you know, when it comes to conservative talk, this is the show where you come. It keeps you up to date. All right, Betta. I like to call him Betta. Uh, Beto, of course, was out talking uh, gay rights. You know, CNN had their their rainbow debate the other night, where all the all the candidates came out and genuflected to the gay community, and uh, he was there and. He had this to say. Here is cut number one. This is from your LGBTQ plan, and here's what you write. This is a quote. Freedom of religion is a fundamental right, but it should not be used to discriminate. Do you think religious institutions uh, like colleges, churches, charities, should they lose their tax-exempt status if they oppose same-sex marriage? Yes. Listen closely. There can be no reward, no benefit, no tax break for anyone or any institution, any organization in America that denies the full human rights and the full civil rights of every single one of us. And so as president, we're going to make that a priority, and we are going to stop those who are infringing upon the human rights of our fellow Americans. Congressman, thank you. Okay. For anybody who believes in freedom of religion, anybody who believes, uh, you know, in the First Amendment, things of that nature, that should send some ice water into your veins. It it really, really should. Uh, Because you don't believe the way the government thinks you should believe, we're going to, we'll yank your tax-exempt status. That's from the Democrat Party. This is the same party a few years back. You remember in Tampa, uh, it was when we were in Tampa during when Romney was running. Remember, they they just about voted God out of their, uh, their platform uh, in the Democratic uh, Convention. In fact, they did but the person with the gavel said that they didn't. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to that. You can go back on YouTube or you can just Google it and find it. And it said, all those who uh, want God in, vote I. Those against and on the against, it was definitely louder than those that were for. So that's... uh. Your Democratic Party doing uh, doing their their thing just just so you'll know. All right, 
every time I don't think they're going to take another more, another strong step to the left, they take another strong, strong step to the left. I'm almost of the opinion this whole impeach thing, even if they succeeded and got Trump voted out of office, they still couldn't win the White House with what they're running on. I think we could probably run the dog catcher against some of these people. It's crazy. But the country is changing, there is no doubt. There's a large a large group of people that do not see this country for what it was before or for what it is now. They don't see it as the country of the American dream. They don't see it as the country of, of, of freedom. They see it as a country of oppression. I mean, I don't get it. But, uh, that's, that's, what they, that's what they're saying. Wow. I just got something, Zach. This is breaking news. The National Weather Service here in Little Rock has issued a frost advisory, which is in effect from 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. Saturday. Expect frost to develop late tonight into Saturday morning. Low temperatures are expected to drop to near or below 35 degrees late Friday night through Saturday morning. Patchy frost can cause sensitive plants to be killed. Target area, Cleburne, Conway, Independence, Jackson, Lawrence, Logan, Montgomery, Perry, Perry, Pike, Polk, Pope, Randolph, Scott, Sharp, Van Buren, White, Woodruff, Yell, Faulkner. Yeah, Faulkner is in this as as well. That would take in, of course, uh, Conway. Keep that in mind. Mayflower. Those areas there. Uh, Valonia. So uh, be aware now that they're saying that you're gonna ha- you have a frost uh, advisory in effect. From 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. So if you got any plants out, uh, you know, potted plants that you got out doing their things, you'll want to bring them in tonight to protect them or cover them up at least. It's going to be a light frost. That doesn't sound like it's going to be a, uh, it's not going to be a freeze by any stretch in imagination. But Jack Frost just sounds like he's going to be here. All right. So keep that in mind. All right, quarter till uh, three o'clock. We'll come back. We'll listen to what President Trump had to say at his rally in Minneapolis. Uh, Before I get into playing the stuff that he said, I'll talk about what the people were like outside last night. Uh, The people who were demonstrating, but it wasn't demonstrations. It was people attacking the police, uh, throwing objects at them, Uh, lighting things on fire, uh, terrorizing people, trying to leave the event in their cars. It was not pretty. 
lot to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Uh, we got uh, about 10 minutes uh, to the top of the hour, and then we'll uh, get to the news, five-minute news for you. U.S. Senator Tim Scott, Republican of South Carolina, blasted the hundreds of protesters outside President Trump's Minneapolis rally last night, accusing the raucous crowd of trying to intimidate everyday citizens. Now, I watched a little bit of the rally. Uh, I stayed around after the rally was over to watch the coverage of the stuff that was going on outside uh, the rally. There were 20,000 people at that rally last night. It was a huge, huge crowd. It's the most ridiculous thing I saw on TV today, Scott told guest host Jason Chavitz on Fox News, The Ingram Angle. I've spent the day today running around South Carolina thanking law enforcement officers from Charleston to Aiken to Hilton Head, thanking them for their service to this country. Watching this situation in Minnesota just suckens my stomach. Scott, a Republican who has served in the Senate since 2013, praised Minneapolis police for trying to quail the crowd of angry demonstrators. He said the protesters were trying to incite violence and antagonize law enforcement. No doubt about that. They were throwing things at them. I don't know exactly what they were throwing. I'm sure the typical stuff like, you know, D batteries and things of that nature. Protesters at one point appeared to block vehicles trying to leave a parking lot near the Target Center, the downtown sports arena where the rally was held. Scott said those same protesters who were yelling at police and Trump supporters were the same people telling the president to calm down. I've never seen such hypocrisy in all my life, said Scott, adding he had heard recently from a man who was reportedly accosted in New York just for wearing a MAGA hat. Civilians, he said, are consistently being intimidated and being asked to cower to what he characterized as a new socialist regime. This approach toward anarchy continues to run amok. We cannot afford that in the greatest democracy on earth. During the rally, President Trump unloaded on Joe Biden and his son Hunter over their Ukrainian business dealings, at one point bringing the crowd to its feet by charging that Biden's only useful trait as vice president was his uh, ability to kiss Barack Obama's behind. Uh, Trump cited a new report by the Washington Examiner that the whistleblower at the center of the Trump impeachment inquiry had worked with Biden. Did you hear the rest of it came out today? Two of the people uh, that work on uh, the staff of Shift worked with this whistleblower as well. Uh, the whistleblower's anti-Trump attorney, Mark Zad acknowledged earlier in the week that his client had contact with current presidential contenders from both parties. Uh, The uh, president also derided the Biden campaign for aggressively seeking to convince Facebook 
and the New York Times, as well as all major television networks, not to cover what it called conspiracy theories about potential Biden corruption. So uh, all of that is out there. But it was ugly last night. I mean, I don't know if you watched the coverage last night, uh, but uh, Antifa people were there. And uh, I think I turned it off at about 11 o'clock. And about 15 minutes before that, this crowd was gathering around the parking lots and as people driving their cars out, they were beating on them and kicking them and throwing stuff at them. And uh, the police at that point had had enough and there was just a cloud of pepper spray that was uh, unleashed on the crowd. And of course they moved back quickly. If you've never been pepper sprayed, good for you. Uh, If you were in the military, you know what it's like because you go through that and you go through, you know, uh, some other things too, just so that you you know what it's going to be like if it happens in wartime and how your eyes run and your nose runs. And uh, literally, it just, uh, it's like having the worst cold in your life and you got all this mucus running out of your, your mouth and your nose and your eyes. And your eyes are burning like you can't believe. And, uh, in fact, if, if you rub them, it will make it even worse. If you uh, put water in it and happen to be tear gas that you've been treated with, it will burn like somebody put pokers in your eyes. So it's, it's not a nice experience. And so they moved back, was letting the, the traffic uh, get out at that, that part, that point. I didn't hear... Uh, of any serious injuries, thank God for that, because it could have gotten bad. I mean, it could have gotten really, really ugly, really, really fast. Minneapolis police did a fantastic job keeping everything uh, under under control. So here's, uh, I'll tell you what, let's play one piece of President Trump from the rally last night. Play cut number uh, two. Is it? We got time for that? All right, play that for us. It is great to be back in the Twin Cities with the freedom-loving American patriots who make our country run. You know that. You know it. For the next 13 months, think of that. It seems like yesterday. For the next 13 months, we are going to fight with all of our heart and soul And we are going to win the great state of Minnesota in 2020. All right. So he, let me just say, he gave a stem winder, as we like to call it, or uh, a red meat speech. It was his people that were in that Target arena. They came to hear him. He spoke for an hour and 40 minutes. I mean, he really poured it on last night. And, uh, the parts that I thought, I thought he he was doing, he did a really good job as far as uh, what he had to say. Excuse me. Staying up too late at night watching news. Time to go. Time for the old man to go take a nap, I guess. Anyway, we need to take a break. We need to get to the to the news. News is coming up. I'll be back after the news. We'll hear more from Trump's speech last night. And uh, 
If you want to call in, feel free, 823-0965. Remember, that's the number as well for the businesses that if you are interested in making sure that we broadcast from the uh, President Trump rally in Dallas next Thursday, I need your help to make that happen. If you can make a donation, call Zach at 823-0965, 823-0965, and uh, he'll tell you how to reach me to tell me how much that you can uh, you you can put forth to sponsor the trip. More coming your way after the news. That's coming up next. Second hour Friday show. We move into the three o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick show. We've almost made it through the week. We got three more hours, then we get a couple of days off. Then we'll reconvene on Monday, ready to uh, go to battle again at two o'clock. Elizabeth is going to be here. I talked with her today. She looks like she's ready as long as everything runs smoothly on the home front. And then Robert Steinbach will join us as well on Monday also. And we've got quite a few things that we can talk about. We can talk about the whole uh, Beto thing about getting rid of churches' tax exemptions. In fact, there's a lot of blowback coming his way right now. Uh, Dave Rubin, who is an openly gay commentator, uh, for the Rubin report blasted uh, Beto's call to have the government effectively regulate churches based upon their religious beliefs. I mean, that's what Beto's saying here. Got to understand, this is what he's saying. If I'm president, and look, we know what Beto is doing, but 
I want to hear what other candidates say off of what he says. Let's see what happens with the other Democrats if we start hearing them parrot the same line in their echo chamber. Said uh, Rubin, there are many churches and temples in the United States which do perform same-sex marriages. There are no mosques that do. Beto is obviously an Islamophobe. Someone called the cancel club, said Dave Rubin. I thought that was pretty funny. That's nice. Nice job. Yeah, the, the thing is, is that O'Rourke wants to use the weight of the government to punish religious groups that he agrees with. And, of course, that is really bizarre when you think about it. All right. I mean, what else would he go after a church about? What else would he go after other organizations about that he thinks should be okay, but maybe a church doesn't think is okay? Uh, you know, this is Beto is 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 stepped in it into a steaming pile of it. I'm just telling you right now, he really is on this. And then also understand that if you set up that kind of a precedent, you may be, you know, 100% behind how Beto believes, but what about whoever comes after Beto? You're going to be 100% behind them? I mean, that's what I always said about Obama. A lot of people say, well, I don't care that he's doing this, and it, and it was it – was, stretching the power of the executive branch. You know, the whole I've got a phone and a pen thing that he used to do. Well, now they don't like it so much that Trump's president and Trump's using his pen. He doesn't use it. It uses his phones and tweets. But, you know, as far as uh, a lot of other stuff, he doesn't. But he's got a pen, too. And he's been dismantling a lot of the stuff that Obama did when he was president through executive orders. So you always got to remember what goes around comes around. My dad was pretty good at teaching all of that kind of stuff. Planned Parenthood doctor admits in court strong demand for aborted babies, livers, Kidneys and intestines. That's right. A Planned Parenthood doctor has revealed that there's a strong demand for aborted babies, livers, and kidneys from organizations that harvest the bodies provided by the abortion giant. Dr. Thomas Moran was giving evidence in a lawsuit the organization has filed against David Daladin and his colleagues over undercover videos that show Planned Parenthood senior executives negotiate over the sale of body parts and abortions. Remember, at first, they denied it. Do you remember that, Zach, when we first covered this story months ago? They denied it. Well, we know it's wrong. We would never do such a thing. Now, they're admitting it. Now it's coming out clearly to people. 
Moran, who is a medical director of the Planned Parenthood Southwest San Diego, told the court about how he ended up being secretly recorded while talking to Daladin and other undercover researchers at a Planned Parenthood conference in 2015. Moran agreed that the undercover researchers did not seek him out. Rather, Moran and his colleagues approached the booth where Daladin and his associates were posing as legitimate tissue and organ buyers. They had an interesting flyer, Moran told the court this week. I was encouraged by the organizers to support the people who were supporting us. Moran agreed that he told Daladin there was a demand for babies' livers in the work he did for Planned Parenthood. I believe that was in reference to the tissue procurement company that was currently associated with Planned Parenthood, he told the court, referencing ABR, an existing organ and tissue buying and selling company. Moran agreed that as a result of abortions that would be performed there, including abortions he did, they would sometimes place a demand for certain organs, including livers. I said liver, but whether it was actually they wanted a liver or a kidney or, I don't know, intestines, he said. How cavalier, huh? I don't know what they want. Liver, kidneys, intestines, who cares? Moran agreed that he told Daladin that he wanted the company to buy the rest of the baby parts, saying there are barrels or buckets of them that he wanted to get rid of. Moran described those body parts as nothing more than medical waste. Planned Parenthood suing Daladin and his co-defendants for damage, they say, was caused by the videos. Caused by the videos because people learned the truth. See, no good, no good deed goes unpunished. What these folks did really was a good thing. They're also seeking damages for breach of contract and fraud for misrepresentations made to infiltrate the organizations as well as for breach of privacy were secretly filming the executives during negotiations. Planned Parenthood's original attempt to extract $20 million in damages for fraud and trespass against Daladin and his colleagues was reduced by Judge William Oreck to a maximum potential of only $600,000. Daladin and his colleagues deny liability. In situations where he broke the law by recording people without their permission, Daladin argues that he was a journalist and that such recording is allowed under California law where it can be utilized to prevent a felony assault on a person. Daladin recorded Planned Parenthood executives stating they uh, changed abortion techniques to ensure better and more profitable body parts were retrieved for sale. He also maintained that the recordings took place in public places, such as restaurants and hotels where participants have no expectation of privacy. 
Planned Parenthood is not suing Dalton for defamation or slander, and in their opening argument, Planned Parenthood lawyers did not state that the videos were inaccurate or exaggerated. Instead, the abortion attorneys, provi- uh, providers' attorneys claim the recordings, recordings were made illegally. The organization also accusing him and his colleagues of fraud for setting up a fake company and identifications to start the business conversations with the planned Parenthood executives. The lady who wrote this article, McAller, has been on this show several times. She's the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Gosnell, uh, the untold story of America's most prolific serial killer. When she covered the Gosnell trial, she was pro-choice. When it was over, she was pro-life. And now, and I'm, and I'm sure after hearing the stuff that she's hearing in this trial, it just makes her more pro-life in her beliefs. 17 after 3, it's the Dave Ellswick Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, so uh, I missed this somehow. I I was sitting here watching Fox News before I went on, and I but I didn't hear the last five minutes. In the last five minutes of the news today on Fox News, Shepard Smith announced that he's leaving Fox after uh, 23 years. Uh, the network is uh, saying that it was Smith's decision to leave the network and that he was not fired. Uh They say that Smith gave a moving statement at the end of his Friday show when he announced the news. The Fox News anchor said his agreement with the network meant he would not be reporting elsewhere in the near future. Over the past few years, uh, Smith has been something of kind of the outliner of uh, Fox News. And uh, his opening statements of his 3 p.m. news show often offered critical points of view directed at President Donald Trump or even Fox News opinion show hosts. So I uh, wonder who's going to take his place. Be interested to see who does his, who takes takes over for him. So he called it an end. He doesn't want to be at Fox anymore. So we'll have to see how that goes. You know, I keep telling you this whole thing about the impeachment of Trump reminds me so much of what happened with Kavanaugh. They're coming out of the, the woodwork now. More whistleblowers, uh, new potential whistleblowers are coming forward to the House Democrats impeachment inquiry. Uh, this according to the Daily Beast, so take it with a grain of salt. All right. Uh, these uh Folks seem to be emboldened by the actions of the whistleblower whose explosive account of President Trump's phone call to uh, Ukraine's President Zelensky about investigating Trump domestic political rivals 
ignited the impeachment inquiry and other whistleblowers known to have come forward. Uh, the one who came forward about the phone call, information's coming out about him. Did you see where now he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to uh, sit in front of the committee and testify? He wants to testify in writing. Pull down the whistleblower complaint. If he's not willing to testify, then take it with a grain of salt. I'm just saying you got to you got to take that with a grain of salt. You cannot allow somebody. To, he says he's afraid his life will be in danger. Dude, you, your life is in danger no matter what you do when you play political gamemanship in uh, in D.C. Probably should be happy that. The other person who ran for the White House didn't win. Then you a whistleblower on them. Find you rolled up in a carpet somewhere. Anyway, it's uh, about 24 minutes uh, after uh, three here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's unknown if the accounts of the other whistleblowers are as significant as that of the intelligence whistleblower whose alarm over President Trump's July 25th phone call sparked the impeachment probe. Investigators often encounter cranks as well as those with genuine knowledge of wrongdoing. Nor is it clear if these new whistleblowers have contacted any inspectors general as the original two whistleblowers did. There are clearly numerous whistleblowers out there and many people who possess firsthand relevant information who could come forward. And I expect some will, said attorney Mark Zad who represents those two whistleblowers. Sounds like it sounds like he's the equivalent of an ambulance chaser, isn't it? If you have any firsthand knowledge of what happened in the White House, call 888 blah 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 blah. One knowledgeable source said that uh, the daily accumulation of revelation about Trump's willingness to use US foreign relations for his personal political benefit has prompted more people to approach Congress. It's Kavanaugh, man. I'm telling you, it's Kavanaugh all over again. When you ask, what do you got? They can't show anything. Anyway. And uh, I'll look and see some other things here as we go along. But let's, uh, let's go back to Minneapolis now. Uh, and the president, great rally last night. Like I said, 20,000 people were there. Going to be in Dallas next Thursday, this coming Thursday. We can be there live with you, but I need uh, businesses' help. I need you to give us a call at uh, 823-0965 and say, yeah, I can donate some money to pay for the trip, Dave, and the broadcast uh, in Dallas. We are the only show and station in the state of Arkansas that has been offered to go. So uh, I know how many people love Trump here. You want me to go, I'm willing to go. But again, we need to pay for it. All right, so the president stood up in front of 20,000 people and he talked about how America has a great economy. Cut three. America now has the number one economy anywhere in the world, and it's not even close. 
You know, I'm dealing with China right now. They're in Washington. We're going to see if we make a deal. But they want to make it. We're going to determine whether or not we want to make it. But they've been very nice. And today, I got a call from one of the top representatives. He said, congratulations, Mr. President, on having a truly great, great economy. That's pretty nice. He continued and said, if my opponent won, China would have the number one economy in the world. If our opponent had won that election, you know what would have happened? Right now, China would become the night it would be the number one economy anywhere in the world. And right now, I can tell you, they're not even close. Yeah, he says, you know why I, I, I drive people crazy? Is because I'm pro-America. Our bold pursuit of this pro-American agenda has enraged. And you know what's happened? It's enraged the failed ruling class in Washington. Not easy to get them out, but we're doing it slowly but surely. These corrupt politicians and the radical leftists got rich, bleeding America dry, and they knew that my election would finally end their pillaging and looting of our country. And that's what they were doing. And that's what they continued to try and do. And he uh, continued. He started talking about polling numbers. Now, let me tell you, the president doesn't worry about the polls that you see from Gallup and all the rest of them. Neither does any of the other candidates on the Democrat side. They've got their own internal polling. They do their own internal polling, and that's the polling uh, that they uh, are going to, um, you know, feel they can trust. So he talked about the polls. Let's play cut six and cut seven uh, because the polls and the media goes together here. The do-nothing Democrat con artists and scammers are getting desperate. Thirteen months, i got to move fast. Because they're not beating us at the polls, and they know it, despite the phony, despite the phony polls that you see all the time. They're phony polls. You know, polls are no different. Remember, I always used to talk about polls. I know polls very well. Polls are no different than crooked writers. They're crooked polls. They're crooked polls. No different. Okay, let's go to uh, Fox. The president is talking to the press right now from the uh, Oval Office. The president uh, and the United States have um, come to a trade agreement with the Chinese. And uh, here's the president. In all fairness, I give China tremendous credit because for 25, for 30 years, they've done very well with the U.S. And, and now we're doing something jointly. We're doing it in a fair manner. Uh, I, I give China credit for what they've done over the last 30 years. Tremendous credit. I don't blame China. I blame the people representing our country. Now uh, we have a deal that I think ultimately is going to be just fantastic for China and fantastic for the United States. Mr. President, can you clarify, is 
this an actual deal or is this progress towards it? No, it's subject to getting everything uh, papered. You have to do it. We've agreed in principle to just about everything I mentioned, all of the different points, and now we're getting it papered. And I don't think it should be a problem getting it papered. I think that uh, China wants it badly, and so we want it also. And uh, we should be able to get that done over the next four weeks. Uh, we're going to be in Chile in five weeks, so we'll see in terms of signing when it happens. We'll do a formal signing with President Xi and myself. Uh, but but this is just something that's very exciting. And I'm very excited, actually. We cover a lot more territory than agriculture, but I'm very excited for the farmer because this is there's never been a deal of this magnitude for the American farmer. <laughs> Talk about the Huawei. Um, I'm sorry. The question is: uh, in this agreement, we're not dealing specifically with Huawei. It's not part of this agreement. That's a separate process. Mr. Well, we're going to discuss uh, where's Hunter. Where is Hunter, by the way? Whatever happened to him? We're going to discuss where's Hunter. <laughs> okay. We'll move, we'll move away from it. I'm not interested in, t- in redoing the whole Ukraine deal here on the air. Here is the big announcement out of this from what I've picked up from it. If you're a farmer and you've been waiting because, you know, we know about all the tariffs that have been in place and the farmers have been saying they're feeling the pinch. Well, you might want, if you got land near you that you don't own, that you like to farm, you might want to buy it. The Chinese have been buying up to this time about $16 billion from American farmers. Once this is signed, that jumps to $50 billion. From 16 to 50, that's that's an increase of $34 billion. So it sounds like a win for the president. I know that the, know the Democrats are going to be happy to hear about this. This is not what they wanted to see as we moved into the, uh, the re-election uh, time for the president and for their candidates to run against him because they, you know, they, they've been beating him up about the tariffs. And this is just uh, one small part of what they want to do overall when it's all said and done. If uh, you heard what he said, he'll be here in five weeks to, uh, to go into Chile. Uh, the president is, and in some time between uh, now and then, there's going to probably be a formal formal signing with him and the president of China. So if you're a farmer out there, you got to be happy. You just got this new deal that's being put together with the Chinese or with, pardon me, with the Japanese. And now you got Chinese getting on board and they're moving from 16 to $50 billion. That is huge good news for American farmers here uh, in the country. That's just really, really good news. All right. So the the president again had his uh, event last night. 
uh, in Minneapolis, 20,000, 20. I wonder how many is going to be at Dallas. What do you, what do you think, uh, Zach? You think they'll build, they'll, they'll beat the Minneapolis crowd. I can tell you what the, the Minneapolis farmers up there, they're happy. The president was talking about the iron ore area of Minnesota, which is a huge area. I mean, I remember when I worked in the steel mills, when I was going to college, a lot of our ore came from down the Great Lakes to the mills uh, to be able to make steel. And uh, Obama, you know, literally shut them down, shut them down. President reopened them, and those people have their livelihoods back again. And uh, but the, the president talked last night. Uh, you heard him talk about the polls. Well, he, of course, he couldn't go through the whole uh, event last night without talking about the media. And here's what he had to say. Cut seven. They are so dishonest, and frankly, they are so bad for our country. They are so bad, and they could be so good for our country. They could be so good. And maybe they'll change, and maybe they won't. I've been waiting for a long time. You know, after I won the last election, I said, you know, finally, it's okay. Finally, I'll get some great press. They got worse. They got worse. I said, finally, we're going to get, I said to the First Lady, darling, we're going to finally get respect. We're going to finally get media and press coverage that's going to be great. Look at what we've done. And I'm telling you, they did. They got worse. All right. He said the Democratic attempts to overthrow government will produce a backlash at the ballot box. Of course, that overthrow is what he's saying about impeachment. The Democrats' brazen attempt to overthrow our government will produce a backlash at the ballot box, the likes of which they have never, ever seen before in the history of this country. He continued talking about the Democrats. Uh, I got at least two more of them for you. Here's cut nine and cut ten. Just playing back to back. I mean, look at their debates. These people are crazy. They want to spend $99 trillion to redo buildings all over the United States. I said, what about China? What about Russia? What about India? What about all these other countries where that stuff is just flowing out? Democrats are on a crusade to destroy our democracy. That's what's happening. We will never let it happen. We will defeat them. All right. And he went on to say that the Democrats, I mean, I, I you love him or hate him. He says what it's, what he's thinking when he's up on the stage. And here's what he said about Democrats. Cut 10. I mean, look at their debates. These people are crazy. They want to spend $99 trillion to redo buildings all over the United States. I said, what about China? What about Russia? What about India? What about all these other countries where that stuff is just flowing out? Yeah, they're crazy. You know, like I've said, 
you watch a debate with the Democrats on stage, it's like you the clown car comes out and they get out with the oversized shoes and the pancake on their face and some of them have happy faces, some of them have, you know, the the Kelly sad face and but they all have the the flower on their on their suit that squirts water. I mean, this is, this is you know this is what we get from them. And he said that we're in a struggle for the survival of democracy in America. Cut twelve. The fact is, we're in a struggle for the survival of democracy in America. The only message these radical socialists and extremists will understand is a crushing defeat on November third, twenty twenty. That's just uh, some highlights of last night. He spoke for an hour and 40 minutes, and uh, the people loved it. I mean, 20,000 people there last night, and they loved it. Absolutely loved it. Before we uh, finish up looking at politics, because I'm going to move kind of away from politics, I'm going to give you a little bit more on this trade agreement before we get to 4 o'clock, and then we got Eric Coleman coming in. And we got Harding University coming in. Uh, I want to play Tulsi Gabbard again from yesterday. Tulsi Gab- uh, Gabbard uh, is a Democrat running for president. Hasn't gotten much tra- uh, traction. She serves in the Hawaii National Guard. She came off of the uh, campaign trail uh, to uh, go and, and and serve over in Micronesia, I think this is where she went to and did her thing. And yesterday, she, I think, put a missile in the side of the ship of the Democratic Party again, like last uh, time. Four years ago, you remember, it was Sanders talking about how everything was rigged. Now it's Gabbard. She steps forth yesterday, and here's what she had to say. I want to thank all of you so much for your support. I need to share something with you that's very important. There are so many of you who I've had the opportunity to meet in Iowa and New Hampshire who've expressed to me how frustrated you are that the DNC and the corporate media are essentially trying to usurp your role as voters in choosing who our Democratic nominee will be. I share your concerns, and I'm sure that all of our supporters throughout the country do as well. Now, the 2016 Democratic primary election was rigged by the DNC and their partners in the corporate media against Bernie Sanders. In this 2020 election, the DNC and the corporate media are rigging the election again, but this time it's against the American people in the early voting states of Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada. They're attempting to replace the roles of voters in the early states using polling and other arbitrary methods, which are not transparent or democratic. And they're holding so-called debates, which really are not debates at all, but rather commercialized reality television meant to entertain rather than to inform or enlighten. So in short, the DNC and the corporate media are trying to hijack the entire election process. So in order to bring attention to this serious threat to our democracy and to ensure that your voice is heard, I'm seriously considering boycotting the next debate on October 15th. I'm going to announce my decision within the next few days. But I just want to say with my deepest and warmest aloha, thank you all again for your support. Wow. And, and you know, as you listen to her, she carries some 
a little bit of gravitas in what she says. She doesn't say it crazily. She's not acting like one of the nut job lefties that are up there on stage. That uh, She's just saying it. You know, the people in power, the swamp, basically. Swamp is in both parties, all right? It's in the Republican and the Democrat Party. The swamp is trying to, to you know, keep themselves in power, the Democrats, just so you know. Thought that was a important thing to play today again. All right, when we come back, I will uh, have more information for you about the trade deal that's coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Uh, again, President Trump announced today that the U.S. has reached a trade deal. Now, this is just part one of what's going to be three parts, but they have reached uh, a Part one, and uh, this will pause the uh, the tariffs and and all that uh, has been uh, undergoing uh, over the last few uh, months. We've come to a very substantial phase one deal. Uh, he told us, uh, and you heard him here just a moment ago live. Uh, it takes three to five weeks to get it written. And then there'll be a former a formal signing with the uh, president of uh, of China. Uh, the deal includes intellectual property, financial services, and fifty billion dollars related to agricultural products. That the um, the the uh, biggest amount ever that farmers could get or has ever gotten from China. Uh, on agriculture has been $16 billion. They're, they're going to get $50 billion now. Uh, it was not uh, not to release uh, what the U.S. is giving up in return. And then this whole comprehensive trade deal will have two or three f- phases uh, that it goes through. We knew this would take a long time. Uh, it's been like 30 years since we've had anything to, done with China, so it just makes sense. But uh, this is uh, big news. The U.S. will not be raising tariffs on the Chinese next next week to the 30% level as part of uh, this agreement. U.S. stocks spiked uh, to highs uh for the session with the Dow Jones Industrial Average rising by nearly 500 points before it pulled back slightly at the close. Expect uh, that when the green light goes on on Monday and people have had a little bit more time to digest what's in this, uh, it could take off again come Monday. Uh, Here's the big thing. The president, when he ran for office, remember he said, I'm going to go back and renegotiate these trade deals and we're going to get good trade deals. Well, I think everybody would agree get a trade deal with the Chinese. I haven't seen the the intellectual property side of this or the financial services, but I'm looking at just for the farmers that it's going to jump from 16 to $50 billion. That's a huge amount of cash that's going to flush into American agriculture. It's going to help the American farmer out there. And what has he done? What has the president done since he was elected? 
He's got a new trade deal he's working on, and it's just about together with Japan. He's got this phase one with China. He did uh, some stuff with France. And sitting and waiting for the Democrats in the House uh, to make a, you know, a decision and to do what they're supposed to do uh, with the USMCA, United States, Mexico, and Canada Accord. Uh, this is going to be a big deal uh, if we can get the Democrats to get off of their, their butts and move away from, you know, impeachment 24-7, 365, and do the other work they're supposed to be doing uh, and and look at this this deal and uh, okay it. Now, do I believe they're going to jump right in there? I don't think so. They don't want to give this president any more victories than what he's going to get. But the you know the, they're going to be under intense pressure here in the next few weeks about the USMCA. There's a lot of money there for the farmers, and uh, yeah. For the folks that uh, are holding uh, Democrat seats in the Midwest, I suggest that you had better uh, make sure that the farmers are taken care of because they turn out at the polls. So France, United States, Mexico, Canadian Accord, Japan, and China. I would say that the president is keeping his campaign promises and uh, doing what he said he would do. This is not good news for the Democrats by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm sure that they're all going, oh, crap, what do we do now? Now you're getting ready to move into Iowa up there, and the, that's going to be your first uh, you know, primary. What are you going to attack the president on? What are you going to tell the the uh, the farmers up in 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 that part of the country that you got? Uh, I got a you know a, a three trillion dollar program for uh, for you all, so we can do college for free. Uh, this stuff that they're they're trying to sell it's snake oil, man. It's, it is they're the biggest snake oil salesmen around. It just won't happen you know you used to drink that stuff back then in the day when they rode around on their little wagons and would sell that crap and it killed people they didn't know what they were putting in it had kerosene in it and stuff it would kill people well that's exactly what the democrats are trying to do with these programs that they're coming out medicare for all and free college for all, and we'll pay all your college debt, and we're going to throw a couple of trillion dollars here, and we're going to do family leave over there, and that's only going to cost $900 billion. It doesn't even give over over the trillion-dollar mark. Just telling you, they're out there trying to sell you a pig and a poke, and I don't care if you put lipstick on or not. You put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. 
And that's what they got in their arms. And they're showing it to you and saying, don't you think it's purdy? It's a pig. It's got lipstick on. That's it. More of the Dave Ellswick Show when we come back. Sending out emails, sending out texts. There's so much more going on when you're doing a radio show anymore. It used to be just sat down, stood in front of the set, in front of the microphone, and talked for four hours. Don't do that anymore. As I talk here on the radio, and I look to my right, and I talk to the camera and to the folks that are watching everything that's going on on Facebook, and then. I text the people who's texting me, and wow, just a lot of stuff going on. You got to be able to do multiple things. Waiting for Eric Coleman to get here. He's going to join us today. We're going to talk to him about what's going down over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. He's got a special event, if I'm not mistaken, going on uh, this weekend, and we want to talk about uh, about that with him. Uh, coming up final hour, folks from Harding University will be with us and we'll be talking to them. They've got a lot of stuff happening there. And they, they have really, really expanded the things that they're doing at Harding. So I look forward to hearing what it is that they want to talk about today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, let me one more time give you the opportunity to call in and say you want to be part of us going to Dallas next week. Uh, I will close this off no later than uh, uh, the middle of the afternoon on Monday. Uh, We have to know by that time if we're coming or not because we got to get all of our our, uh, special ID and everything that we got to have. You know, you get to wear all kinds of special little uh, lanyards and stuff when you go to an event when the president's going to be there. Uh, But what happened is on uh, Wednesday, a phone call was made to me, and we were invited to come to Dallas next Thursday to uh, be on Radio Row there. 
and broadcast the Dave Ellswick show live from President Trump's uh, rally that he's going to have to do our two to six show. Now, the rally will happen that evening. We'll be uh, doing uh, our our show uh, the hours leading up to uh, the rally. And uh, we are the only radio station radio show in Arkansas that that, uh, you know, we've been offered, you know, they gave us the invitation. We're the only ones that have been invited. So we'd like to go to be able to go though. We, uh, we got to, uh, be able to pay for it to be able to pay for it. Got to do it through sponsorship dollars and sponsorship dollars comes from you who own uh, businesses uh, here in central Arkansas. You've supported this show for nearly 20 years. Uh, You've sent me to the Texas border before. You've done a lot of different things with this show. So if you'd like me to go down and uh, do the show in Dallas, we will. But we've got to raise the money to make it happen. So uh, if you got a business and you'd like to be part of it, uh, some people I've already sent some texts to. I'm waiting to hear back from them. Ask them to, to you know, put some money up uh, to make this possible. We had a couple of calls. Uh, people are going to get a hold of me. Uh, supposed to uh, email me. No, let me know how they're going to get involved. Uh, just know I need to know as fast as you possibly can so that I can let the RNC know as fast as I possibly can. Because I can tell you, you, you wouldn't believe the paperwork you got to fill out to, you know, for the Secret Service and stuff. And that will be part of this whole deal. So bottom line, should be a fun, uh, a fun time. It's uh, an honor to get the call from the Republican National Committee and ask me to come. Uh, we know that we're going to go in uh, next year. We're going to go to the uh, Republican National Convention. I can tell you that we'll be in state convention as well. Uh, here in November, we'll be over at the Rotunda pro- broadcasting uh, the day that uh, Republicans show up and say they're going to be running for election or re-election and uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing people and have them sup- sit down and talk to us while we're there so we'll look forward to all of that all that uh, is a an integral part of the Dave Ellswick show and has been uh, for uh, many years go ahead and get our first break in waiting again for Eric Coleman to join us here uh, here on the the Dave Ellswick show all right, working, uh, waiting on Eric Coleman, but uh, while we wait, there's news to report. California Governor Newsom today signed into law 15 gun-related bills to tighten the state's already stringent Second Amendment restrictions. Among them, one expands a red flag law to allow co-workers, employers, and educators to seek gun violence restraining orders against firearms owners that they fear are a danger to themselves and others. 
While several states have similar red flag laws in place, California's new legislation is broader and will allow not only law enforcement and family members to file for gun violence restraining orders, but also co-workers, educators, and employers. This according to Bill's author, Democratic Assemblyman uh, Phil Ting of San Francisco. With school and workplace shootings on the rise, uh, it's common sense to give the people we see every day the power to intervene and prevent tragedies. Ting said, uh, adding that the expansion should allow more awareness and give others the opportunity to act. Yeah, give everybody the opportunity to take your guns away. Uh, co-workers who want to request a gun violence restraining order will have to have substantial and regular interactions with gun owners and co-workers and school employees will need to get approval from their employers or school administrators before seeking a restraining order. Those seeking the orders will be required to file sworn statements detailing their reasons for doing so. The ACLU opposed the bill, saying it poses a significant threat to civil liberties. Holy cow, you know there's a problem if this ACLU is against it. I'm just telling you. Because a restraining order can be sought before a gun owner has an opportunity to dispute anything in the request. Additionally, those making a request under the new law may lack the relationship or skills required to make an appropriate assessment, said the ACLU. The NRA and its state affiliate, California Rifle and Pistol Association, opposed the new restrictions, according to the L.A. Times. The law takes effect January 1, 2020. Newsom signed another measure that will allow gun violence restraining orders to last between one and five years. It allows judges to issue search warrants simultaneously with the granting of a restraining order. Gun owners will be able to petition to have the restrictions lifted sooner. The Democratic governor also signed the law that will uh, limit Californians to purchasing only one long rifle a month. This law expands. Bans. The current legislation applies to handguns, and it will prevent people under 21 from purchasing semi-automatic rifles and other similar firearms. The collective measure tweak the state's current laws and improve implementation. That, according to Amanda Wilcox, spokesman for the Brady campaign to prevent gun violence. And bottom line, they want to get rid of all guns. Uh, California has outperformed the rest of the nation because of our gun safety laws in reducing the gun murder rate substantially compared to the national reduction, Newsom said. No state does it as well or comprehensively as the state of California, and we still have a long way to go. We still have a long way to go. They haven't gotten enough yet. They want more. Between 93 and 2017, there have been a total of uh, a 62% decline in California's gun murder rate, nearly double 
the national 34% uh, going on with uh, the country. So just letting you know what's uh, happening there. Okay, I just was told that Eric is on his way. Boomer. Let me do it Boomer way. I do it. He's coming. He's going all the way. There you go. He'll be here. Just don't fumble. I love, yeah. That, Come on, be, man. Come on, man. Don't be fumbling. Yeah, don't be doing that. I remember he, who was it uh, for Dallas Cowboys that year that uh, recovered that fumble and ran it back? It was a, it was a defensive lineman about 80 yards, and he got to the, the goal line, and he dropped the ball. Before he crossed the goal line, who was that? I, I totally forgot who that was. Was that the cat that did that? I I forget who it was now. But the ball was live. <laughs> Boomer went crazy. I'm just saying, Boomer went crazy on that one. That was a good one. Unbelievable. High ratings for that show, especially after the game. Did they have? Did they? Did they do uh, well this week? I mean, he and. Uh, was it the guy that's with him? Kansas City, former Kansas City Chief. Is any the the black announcement? announcement? I'm trying to think of his name at the moment. I cannot. Think He's of his really name. good too. I mean, they both are good together. They work really well. I'm surprised they didn't bring Ditka back. Well, did he retire? I haven't seen him. He may have retired. You think so? I think so. Think Probably he's got so. tired. You know, because when the show went away, ESPN Countdown, when those group of guys, Chris Carter, um, Berman, Jackson, and him as well, when that show went away initially, he probably retired. Yeah, Jackson is the other guy. Yeah, I can't think of his first name right yeah. now. It's not Chris Jackson, or maybe no. it is Chris Jackson. No, I don't think it's Chris. I forget who it is. But anyway, he was really they're They're good together. They're excellent together. So, what? I mean, look, when I watch... You know, either CBS or Fox anymore. I remember when CBS was the station that you watched before football on Sundays. It was the station. And then they did a big shakeup and they got rid of some guys and brought older guys in. And uh, that's when Fox just blew them out when. When Johnson and and Howie Long and Brad Shaw and all of them just left them in the dirt, then yeah, I love those group of guys. Yeah, but before who was it before then? I mean, it was on on CBS because they were they were really really good. And you know the other show that used to be really good, it's not good anymore. Is the it was the show that used to be on HBO. Oh, talk about Inside the NFL? Yeah. Yeah. That was an excellent show. It ain't anymore. I don't even know if it's on anymore. Well, they used, it really, like I say, it really took you inside the locker room or wherever it is. It really took you inside the game and you learned something. All right. Here comes Eric. He's hurrying. He's getting here. That's all right, buddy. You're here. You're probably doing business. Was uh, setting diamonds up. I was just going to, look at Setting diamonds up, getting ready for Show. He's pulling, taking care of uh, of doing what he's going to do because you got a special deal this weekend, don't Am you? Am I on there? Yeah, you are. Oh, wow. So let me get okay. It's live. We're live and local right now, buddy. 
That's what Dave. that's what everybody's saying now. We're live and local. We're alive. This show has always been live and local. I just yeah. just saying. It's about time you aggressive you caught up. So what's uh what's going on well, with I'm you? Well, I'm Harvest Festivals tomorrow. Yeah, I know. So that's why I said you got I a special had, uh, deal going on. I do have special deals. A lot of things are in the store special. I want people to come in and check us out, get to know us. You got so, some good what, stuff going with diamonds, right? That's why you were setting yeah, diamonds. I setting is diamonds right? right then. <laughs> I got a bunch of diamond jewelry in the case, hoops, huggies, tennis bracelets, pendants. What the crap is a huggy? Huggies, those little bitty earrings that you put around your loop, like you know, oh, Dave, okay. Dave, that look good on you too. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> My problem is I don't know which ear to wear, man. Oh, I forgot. Left is right and right is wrong. Something like <laughs> is that what know. it is? I'd be afraid. Left is right and right is wrong. Yeah, I think that's I'd what be afraid. I don't know. Yeah, put it well, in the wrong ear, and people that. be thinking the wrong thing about me. Well, I've been busy, but I decided that I want to get a small tattoo put on me. Are you really? What are you uh, gonna get on you? I'm gonna put my logo on me. Are you really? I am. You're going to logo yourself? I'm going to logo myself. You need to put that on the back of your neck. Oh, I thought about putting make it maybe right on the there, back man. of my back. You know, like Javi like Baez put MLB uh, on the back oh, really? of his neck right there. That's what you need to do, man. <laughs> yeah, I need Right to. there. Yeah, he's saying, yeah, shut up, well, I don't up, know why Dave. I'm doing that, but uh, I just came to me. I think it's the rebellion side I have inside of me against my family. <laughs> are you rebelling against your family against some of my family <laughs> dude you, you have been wanting to do this you've forever. been hitting the weights again i have been yeah. man your I, vascularity I like is looking twice. great i looked i, I waited tw- i've been eating everything inside okay okay you know it's that time of year yeah i don't know why but i'm just eating all the time and then uh well we're getting to, into the part of the year where you're supposed to eat everything yeah, all i'm the thinking time. nothing about chili today you know, oh fritos and i already told my cheese. wife i'm making chili tomorrow oh you are <laughs> yeah we're gonna have chili chili good, tomorrow it. It yeah. good, I it. chili tomorrow and i think i'm gonna do uh chicken noodle soup on uh sunday oh, are you? yeah because you know the weather changes yep and, yeah when it gets cold like this soup Soup's on. Yeah, and chili does sound good. Oh, no, it does. With the frito, you got to have fritos though. It sounds really good. Okay, but wait, wait, don't just don't try to change the subject on me. Okay, where you been hitting the weights at? Uh, athletic clubs where I go. Do you? I do. What do you bench press, bud? Uh, I don't bench press. I don't do any he- super heavy weights anymore. Okay, so you built. I do all- heavy uh, military presses and some heavy other stuff like that. But I've been eating a lot. Okay, but that and doesn't ten, make that doesn't make your vascularity jump like that. That's what I'm trying to get to, oh, man. You, well, okay. Your vascularity you looks mas- great. Let me tell you about my vascularity. Okay. okay. First of all, I got it from my mom. <laughs> okay, it's genetics all, is what you're telling me. I used to be super skinny. Okay. Right, and I had veins everywhere. Okay, well, the less so, fat you have, now, the more your veins And you know show. I'm a jeweler, so I work with my arms all day long. Right. All day long I'm doing this. Right. I did it today. You know, now, I'm squeezing. Look at I'm the sh- camera over there. Hey. Roll. Roll the sleeves up. Show the inside of your arm. Okay. That's fantastic, dude. There's people like me who would die to have that. Okay. Oh, well, let's go to the gym, right? <laughs> well, I, I go to the gym. I got my gym in my garage, and I'm hitting it all the time, hitting it hard, uh, and I can't get that kind of vascularity. Well, I'll tell you, I packed on some weight. You know, and I, I you, pe- uh, you put on weight, well, I went in, but okay, you I'm didn't put the, on fat. That's I, the key. I'm going to the store and I'm buying a, ca- a case of protein bars. A case, twelve bars per each. Yeah. And what am I doing? I'm eating them all day long, and I'm not supposed to do that. But I'm eating everything I can find, and that's that type of year when it's going into fall like that. All right. 
It's, well, you're a growing boy. I guess I am. <laughs> That's what you are. All right, we got news coming up. Then when we come back, get ready. He's going to tell you about all the great deals this weekend over Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Eric Coleman is my guest. Always love to have Eric in here. Dude, vascularity is incredible. I mean, seriously. I've always, I've always been like that. Good. My whole life. But you don't realize how lucky you are. You really don't. Have you ever had vascularity like that, Zach? Have you ever tried to get vascularity like that? It's a lot of it's like ninety percent genetics. News. It is, my mom. I'm catching uh I'm catching Eric up on what's all going on right now because he has been working his bippy off. Well today. And see I now have. You, you have to understand if you if you remember laughing, you know what a bippy is. All right. But he's been working his bippy off. Yeah. And I got to tell you what, dude, you're ready for Monday right? or tomorrow. It's not Monday. Yes, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Harvest days. Yeah. A guy, I get, well, I was fixing away the store. I was, you know, behind it. And so a guy comes in and he's evidently works for the, the Harvest Festival and says, I just wanted to make sure that we don't block you off in the front of the, your door. I says, well, don't worry. I won't let that happen because <laughs> that's happened before, but it's not going to happen. Oh, really? They've done that before? Yeah, accidentally. Are you sure it was just an accident? Yeah, it was an accident. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm giving T-shirts, stuff like that. I'm selling a whole bunch of T-shirts to people who want them. Uh, we had a big sipping shop event at the store the other day. How did that go? Uh, I had uh, celebrities in there. David Maswell. I, I wasn't I there. Diff- you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a bunch of people in there. Maswell how's, how's, uh, so was there? Yeah. How was he doing? He's doing great. You know, he looks good. Yeah. He well, must really hit the gym, too. He's he was asking like me how old I was. I yeah. Said, oh, and, I, I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> and you and you said, yeah, I'm a I'm, serum. Yeah. I'm, uh, and, yeah. and he said, wow, you look pretty good for that age. Yeah. Well, you do. You look like you're in your 40s. Uh, I don't feel like I'm in my 40s. Well, I didn't say you felt that way. I so you look at yeah. I think I, you look 40. the 40s. My hair was coal black. Oh. Okay. Well. <laughs> You can make it coal black again. There's, I could. I, there's I think this that's thing what, called dye. I think that's what yeah. he did. Yeah. Men, you know. I, I can't do that, though. My wife would kill me. She, don't, she doesn't want you to dye your hair? Mm-mm. No. Sir. Does she dye hers? I don't know what it is, but they get to do whatever they want to, right? Yeah, no kidding, man. And, and we, can't, we can't do nothing? Get your tattoo. I'm going to get my tattoo. Show, show your independence. Yeah, get your get, tattoo. I want to get somewhere over here. I don't know what I'm going to you're going to do your logo. That's kind of cool. That'd yeah, I want to do my logo. I think that's what, that'll be the first one, then I'll go from there. I know where I would put it. If if I had a logo for my business, I know where I'd put it. What was that? <laughs> I'd put it where you always put a logo. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. You know? But uh, I also... Then uh, only the important people see it. Oh, really? I also uh, have a Down syndrome son, so I, I know you know. So uh, me and my wife want to get that put on our arms with the trisomy, uh, the chromosome twenty one thing. Oh, really? It comes down here. It shows that you have a child. That's yeah, it's a popular thing. Oh, that's a popular thing going on now. It is. All right. All the people who own uh, Down syndrome children have this emblem on them. That's kind of cool. Yeah, to represent identify that. for it. Identify. For that's it. good. That's good. I like that a lot. That's very, very good. You know, a lot of people, uh, we had the, the test for that, and Linda and I 
our last child was coming, we went had, and had the test because we just wanted to know if it's coming, we can prepare for it. Right. And uh, uh, we found out it was not going to happen for us because we were older, you know, coming up. It wouldn't have made any difference. I don't know why it does make a difference for so many people. Never, I never been know. able to figure okay. that out. Down syndrome children are the best ever. They're some of the greatest loving kids I mean, I've ever seen. No, it's just every. I just wish that more more regular people could be like a down to them. We'd have a better world, wouldn't we? So that's a kid. Uh, the the Rockefellers. You you remember? Yeah, I know the Rockefellers. They had they had yeah, John Rockefeller. Yeah, I mean they I see him out all the time. Yeah, he's everywhere doing other stuff everywhere. He's, it's amazing, you know, isn't it? Yeah, really, really is. All right, so tell me about this harvest days. What are well, what I do is every year I do giveaways. I'm giving a half carat diamond pendant away. Cool. You come in, you know, you come in, you register, you t- we get your information, you get get to um, sign up for that, and I'll give that away next probably next week. If anybody wants to come in the store and register for free diamond pendant, how can that hurt? It doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, free stuff. Well, yeah. So yeah. have you started? Uh, drawing out that uh, that uh, pennant that I want I of, the, of the two nails. No, look, I got a CAD guy that works with me. He's a designer, a professional designer that works on the CAD system. Okay, He's so you, an artist. So I got to come in and talk to him? You come in and talk to him. He'll draw it out for you. Okay. He, he, wait, he, and he then you'll make it, right? And then we'll make it. Yes, okay. we, we're already making stuff on our CAD. <laughs> we got... Uh, We've got all kinds of rings, about 200 rings we've already designed and made for the, some of the stones that I have in shop already are being made to put, make rings. I don't need a case. ring. I, I, want, I, want two, I want the two nails as a cross okay. that, I can, that I can wear. But it's going to be gold? Silver. Oh, silver? It's okay. got to be silver. It's gotta be, well, you gave me a picture. We can make it. It's got to be pitted. It's got to look, look old. Uh, okay, I can do that. You can find some old nails and make it that way, too. Yeah. You know? Bring it, brother. Yeah, it's something you know, old. I trust I, you. Know, I like, I've known you so long. I trust you. You know that. Yeah, well, that's good. See, most people are looking for a good jeweler they can trust, right? Well, yeah, that's why I <laughs> come see you. And I have a lot of different people that come in all the time. Alan Kerr and all the rest of them that come by, yeah. and, and Joe from Joe's Garage <clears throat> that come by. Yeah, they trust you when they need a piece of uh, of jewelry and or advice. About what they a want to get for their wife. A lot of people come in for advice yeah, about things. Of you know, they want me to get me to give them advice. Well, like today, I had a lady that came in, and uh, it was the grandmother's diamond, and she wanted to put it in her child's necklace and how to set it and what to do. I said, well, whatever you do. She wanted, well, somebody wanted it in prongs, and I said, no, don't do it in prongs. Do it in a bezel. It won't uh, be sticking. If they decide they want to sleep in it, they can sleep in it, and it won't stick you. It'll be good. Okay. So bezel setting, right? The the thongs will stick you, huh? The prongs will stick. No oh, prong, you. not prongs. thongs. Prongs. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, where's my mind <laughs> yeah, today? It's a, it's okay, the prongs else. will stick you, right? Yes. Well, okay. they can. Yes, if you're not going to sleep in something like that. But you know, I got all kinds of stuff going on in the store that people haven't even seen. The whole store's been rearranged. I've got all new jewelry, all different types of stuff in the store. I've got a state jewelry right now. In the I'll store. be over to see. I've got you a lot of stuff. Monday or Tuesday. They, they, if they're going to shop somewhere, why not they shop local right there in Hillcrest? I mean, it's only it's, the, it's a great place. We offer great service. We know what we're doing. Easy to get to. So, yeah, easy to get to. And why not, while you're at the Harvest Fest, go enjoy a good time and stop by and say hi. Okay, is this something that's going on in the whole Hillcrest area? 
Harvest Fest. Harvest Fest is a whole yeah. It's yeah, a vendor. No, Thousands I, of people are coming out. I don't. I don't go up to the rich part of town very <laughs> often. <laughs> Here's what happens. Here's what I say a lot walking around. Okay, the the couples that are usually young. Well, they're like this is like a big everybody's event for them. young when we and look man, at them. And they're dressed up and they're looking like <laughs> Hollywood people, you know, right? With right. a fancy dog walking down the street and back, right? That's what it is. It's an event. Okay, it's it's where you get to see people that look different. And you show right? off your things like that and stuff. Okay, yeah, it's really That's a great cool. event though. It's it's fun. Okay, so how many diamonds you you got prepared for uh, tomorrow? Well, I got several diamonds in the store right now. Okay, I don't just always keep. The diamonds there, like I sold a bigger diamond, and you make phone calls. The yeah. diamonds come in next day. We sit down and discuss them. I go over it very clearly about what they buy. So I have a good uh, description of everything that I do. I, I, I pass my knowledge on to people who want to buy, come in and buy a diamond. Okay. Sure. So they'll understand how their money's being used. We, this is something we talk about all the time here on, on the air. Don't buy off the Internet. Oh yeah. He goes go see go see Eric. We he'll, can't do that by He'll take care of you. Because you don't know what you're buying. Well that's the key. That, yeah, right. You know, you, you know how to go out and where to go to get the to get a legitimate diamond that you're going to get what you're paying for. Right. That's what I yeah. Okay, so I had a call for a four and a half carat. Mm. Okay. So that's not a small stone. This is dude. something that you study up on and you find and you have to locate and stay, try to stay in with the customer's budget. It's not. So, it's something that you have to really know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. It's not an everyday thing. So, the diamonds that are being put out, a lot of the diamonds that are on the internet are the diamonds that have been refused by other jewelers, and they so they sell them to a, another entity over here that sells them off the internet. Okay. Now, we also have the problem with synthetic diamonds. I was talking to somebody about selling synthetic diamonds. Well, what synthetic diamonds aren't going to hold value. No, absolutely not. Not, They're not going to hold value. They're not natural diamonds. So you're going to have uh, something on your hand one day that you paid you know, ten, fifteen thousand for that's not going to be worth at all because the price of the valuation of the synthetic diamond will keep what market will keep going down. So it makes sense. To go see someone. It like makes sense you. to have something that you can pass on to somebody that has worth. Yeah, but right? you don't get to pass on worth if they don't come and see someone yeah. like you. Right. That's exactly who knows right. what's real and and what's manufactured. And I've turned down selling synthetic diamonds because I don't want them to have to later on have something that's not worth as like it's going to be. You know how that prices start up high. Yeah, and then they come way down because there's oh, so many yeah. manu- hundreds of thousands of manufacturing them right now. Yeah, sure. Okay, that's the way it works. Yeah, but yeah, if you got any, if you need any question even about diamond or whatever it is, I can answer those questions for you, and make you understand what it is that we're doing. Before I would buy a manufactured diamond, I just go out and buy a zircon or something. You know, I mean, if you don't want a real diamond, a real real diamond, why spend the money for a fake diamond? You know, like yeah. that. That's going to lose its value. That's just Pardon me. Well, that's, that's, that's just dumb. That is. And that's the part of the education of the people I teach or uh, instruct. How about instruct? I think I can do more instructions than yeah. anything because I've had that knowledge. In You've me done a lot with me, bud. <laughs> You've done a lot with me. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back talk more with Eric Coleman. Harvest days are this weekend. Harvest festival. Harvest festival. Yeah. Okay. Got to use the yeah. right terminology. Right. Harvest festival is happening up at Hillcrest. 
and uh, Eric is taking part in it. He's going to have T-shirts and stuff. So, but you know what he has that he'd really like to show you? Some really fine jewelry. Yeah. And he's got, a, got lot a lot of I it. Got a lot, I bought a lot of it. And like I've always told you, he's a jeweler, but I like to call him an artisan. You'll be amazed at what he can fashion. Dave Ellswick Show 101 here on The Answer. All right, Eric Coleman with us at the top of the hour. Let's uh, make uh, good use of it. So people come up during the Harvest Festival. And right. what time are you opening in the morning? Uh, I'll be there about 8, open up at about 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And parking will be anywhere you can park besides on Kavanaugh. You can't park on Kavanaugh, so it's all around. Okay. The whole place. But that's what I'll do is I'll get there early and get, and get a good parking spot on the side of somewhere I can get, get out of there. Up on one of those little hills around the yep. area. And so, okay. you know, people come in and out. uh during the day, they check me out. They want to see what the shop is all about. It's a cool shop, you know. It's got well, yeah, cool you got great in. stuff. And so, it's finally start, starting to take its own personality, you know what I'm saying? So when people come by tomorrow, what should they ask to see? Anything in the case they want to buy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they need to come ask back. Ask Eric, I, what I he'll give do, you a straight answer. I'll, 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 I'll let them meet Keith Runkel. He's my CAD designer. He sits there, and he's an artist as well, and he can do anything. He's, he's really great. And um, we can let let people know of what we're capable of doing in the store. That's what they need to know is okay. what it is that we not, – not just – the, 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 what you what have, have, but what you can do. But what we can do for you. Okay. Yeah, I have people coming in all the time now talking about that day, wanting something made that happened today. Well, that's people want something unique. Well, that's, that, that's that, where we're headed. That people see it and they don't see it on everybody else. Right. That's what we're going to do is we're making up our own designer line of jewelry to go into our store to sell. Understand? Coleman. Yeah. Yeah, Am I going to see too. big signs around uh, Arkansas? Coleman Designs? Yeah, it'll be uh, Hillcrest HDJ, I guess. We'll keep it HDJ. That was e- very ECM cool. Made, ECM. Huh? ECM. Okay, I, knew, I used to know that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so big, you won't even talk to me anymore. But, you know what? Now, you said you had two two ladies working for you, too, now? Yes, I got two What girls. did they do? Uh Dawn Davis works as a fitness expert or whatever. She has a bunch of uh, classes that she trains yeah. and treats people. And she's there about one or two days out of the week. She'll be there working some tomorrow. Also, Devin Lane. Devin is a fitness expert. and She's also been in bodybuilding and things like that. And she'll be working up there part-time. Not bodybuilding at the jewelry store. They'll be uh-huh. there to show you jewelry. Yes, they'll be there to, as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you do... Uh, you know, body jewelry, do you do things like that? I haven't done anything like that in a while. Okay. Nobody, you, don't, you know, Dave, you don't get that call for it. It's kind of like men men coming to the store and wanting a man's ring. They don't come in looking for a man's ring. That's your Hardly ever. Remember, it used to be a pinky ring used to be I the thing that you needed one. to have, you know? Yeah, I thought it was so cool. And had I to be an opal or something, yeah. you know, or a horseshoe. Weird. Just put the horseshoe yeah. on your hand, you know? Unbelievable. But if people knew the capability of what it is that we can make, even if it's on your telephone, you can just give us the picture. You know, I'll just send it to us or whatever, but I, I can make that. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be made. 
Okay, as far There's as no limitations. Let me ask you a question about men. As far as men are concerned, if the rings are out, what's the big jewelry thing for men? Is it watches? Is it I necklaces? Think, I think what they like it? more watches than they do actually jewelry. They collect watches. They yeah, they don't yeah. use them to tell time. They got their phone for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they like to have a Rolex on their arm. Oh yeah. Yeah, they like to have a nice watch. And you they, clean Rolexes? I don't clean them. I have them COA'd. Okay. Clean oil. Did you know that a Rolex, when you buy it, they don't really tell you a lot about buying Rolexes. I know. Every five years, you have to send it off. I know. And have the oil changed in it, basically. That I didn't know. Yes. You have to and have it And it's not cheap either, I bet. Because the oil is like in a truck or something. Mm-hmm. It coagulates. Yeah. It gets thicker, right? So the watch has got to be taken up completely apart and reassembled and put back together. It means every piece every has got to be years. cleaned. Yes. See, it's clean oil and adjust. Wow. Do you know how much that runs about? How much? Think about this. A thousand bucks to have that done. Come. Every five years. Yes. Every few years. And not some people go longer than that, but I'm just saying that it requires a lot of work to keep a Rolex going, but they're good looking watches and they do fairly well keep time. They're not so accurate, but they're nice. Right. The, the ones that I've always watched are the ones that are made out of natural stone. Oh, really? I love those. I just think that they're cool because it's like a piece of earth that you wear on your arm uh, you it's know? made out of stone yeah oh wow you take stone and and cut it and polish it down well you you like me you like polished stones yeah i like stones i'm a rock like stuff used to drive my my mom and crazy i used to have one of those little things that turned and polished the stones remember yeah i had one so damn noisy yeah drive them crazy kid. yeah but you six you're weeks amazed how great looks yeah, six weeks on the back porch, remember? Yeah. Okay. Took a long time. It took a long time for but just a little, gosh, a little bit of rocks. But look, it wasn't a big time, but it was a small time. They looked it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was. It was from That's Sears. That's what started everything. I got mine in the, from the Christmas catalog, the Sears. Yeah. Do you remember those? Yeah. They used to be, that used to be the internet in our day. Yeah. That was. Now they're out of business. That's right. (laughs) Now Now we have Amazon. Isn't it it amazing? A company that had all of that at their fingertips didn't make the logical step to the Internet. I know. And and solve. I think that's the old school way of thinking. Businesses left them behind. Yeah, they couldn't get out of the way they were thinking. See, that's the difference in you. You you make what people want. You don't make just because I want to make this. You know, you're not old school. Well, you're, what I've, you're what I've current. done is I've transformed the store in order to set it in a position to where we can have anything made. And I did that, and then I, then I hired the right guy. And now we're going to be upgrading our software and also bringing in a wax printing machine. That's the next step. I'm coming in. I'll be in Monday or Tuesday. I want to get that necklace made. Really? I want to be wearing that for the okay. next couple of weeks. All right? Okay, what you need to do is put the dimensions down. Just kind of draw it out a little bit, just for dimension-wise. Yeah. Well, I don't like want that. the one that you got to put on your shoulder and you oh, pull yeah, it. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to okay, do that. Yeah, okay, I good. want it just on, I want it to be around my neck, okay. and I want it on a leather. Now, that I can't say thong again now, on a leather thong around your okay. neck. Okay. okay, I don't want to put sure. on a chain. I don't like chains. For some reason, I never like chains. Oh, really? I like leather. Mm. Leather's leather's cool. Unless you go swimming and it starts shrinking. Yeah. Then it can get dangerous. Yeah. Just saying. 
Well, we'll look at it and see how it looks. Okay. You can get different leather. I love having you come on my show, man. I really we'll do. Thanks. You do the, you do a good job. We're gonna get you back on here within the next couple of weeks because guess what? We're not that far from uh, Christmas. Yeah. And if you want to get something made for that significant other, time right now. Need to time. order it now. You need to come in the store that, and get it done. That now. way it'll be ready for the stocking. Because it takes two to three weeks to get to have something. I know, made. man. It takes a while, you know. That's because you're an artisan. You take yeah. the time you to make just, it fantastic. Uh, pop it out there, if you know what I'm saying. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. What's the address for them? 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E. We're right there, Caddy Corner from Leo's Greek Castle in the big building, three-story building. If you just get an opportunity, if you're out and about tomorrow, just stop in, please. Introduce yourself to us. Go to take notice. a look at what he's got. Man. Yeah. Got you're going to be amazed. Yeah. Thank you. Eric, thanks for coming oh, by. Welcome. Thank you. Now get back to work, make some money. Yeah, okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Harding University is up next. made it through the week you gotta feel happy about that so right now put it all behind you all that work and everything I want you to put it behind you and not worry about anything until you leave for work on monday okay get yourself de-stressed a little bit that's what you got to do hey dr todd Patton is with us He's got a bunch of letters behind his name. I don't know what any of them stand for. <laughs> he is the chair, Department of Mental Health and Wellness, associate professor of counsel, counselor education, director of clinical mental health with Harding University. It's a pleasure to have you come in, Doc. Thanks Thank so you. much for Thank giving you, us Dave. time today. You, I feel, and folks that are like you, who have taken up the 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 world of mental health uh and have taken it from a christian perspective are really really important in a very dark world that we live in mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. yeah one thing we we want to teach at harding to our counselors is they are the light that that goes into dark places so we're trying to prepare them to be confident and competent uh, non-anxious as they walk into some difficult places and uh, difficult situations. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Are you are you one of those folks that like the, you might not, I mean, you deal with all of these counseling situations, but like I watch uh, Mindhunters. Do you ever watch that show on Netflix? Uh, no, not too much. What, tell yeah, me about well, it. Well, they're the ones that uh, 
I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Patterson was it the guy from the FBI who came up with the whole uh, way of uh, determining who was going to be a serial killer and stuff because mm-hmm. he went and he interviewed Spack and yeah, like forensics. Yeah, and he sat down, and talked to him, and uh-huh, said, uh-huh. and now there's a serial killer out there. He can look at murder scenes and say, well, they're probably this age. You're probably yeah, profiling. Yeah, he he set up the whole profile. Yeah. Uh, for the FBI. So I, I watched that. I, I just, the human mind mm-hmm. and sometimes where it goes and what it thinks is amazing to me. Right. The Bible's right. You know, the, there's nothing worse than the human heart in all honesty when you get down to it and get deep into it. You know, is that the way that, you know, your life kind of, you you know what, what 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 you do? Yeah, you know when we when we step into a, an office with a client, we don't really know what's going to happen. It's an adventure. Uh, we can have all these skills, these edu- this education, uh, these techniques that we've learned that we've practiced over the years. But that human being, that that person over on the other side, there they're the expert in themselves, and their experiences are are different. We just we just aren't sure exactly where that's going. So uh, it's quite an adventure to step into to a, a counseling relationship. So when you do that, I mean, it's literally you've got to slow, slowly peel the layers away. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the person that you're dealing with has to be willing to allow right. the, the layers to be peeled. Right. right. Yeah. And, and sometimes there is resistance. But oftentimes, you know, when someone comes into the when they make that phone call, when they come into the counseling office, they're they're kind of partly there. They're ready to be there. Okay. And so then we just start a conversation. You know, we of course we have some paperwork and those kinds of things that we need to do confidentiality, but but we just ask. You know, tell me your story. That's kind of the the place that we start. What's going on? And that's that's the open door. All right. Well, let's start that with you. Okay. Why uh, why uh, mental health? Why counseling? Why mental health wellness? Yeah. Well, I. I I think it is a it's a privilege to to be a part of this because I feel that it aligns so well with what uh, taking healing people, taking care of people, being in the in these difficult moments with people that that is aligned with what uh, the word would have us do with with our with our purpose as Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of see what we do as counselors and therapists. Uh, we're, we're medics in that spiritual warfare. Of that battle that that that's happening around us, and so uh, it's a ministry. It's a that's what gives us purpose. Okay, so for you, a secular psychologist would almost ignore a spiritual side to a person. I'm sure you do not. And uh, I mean, do you take seriously what the Bible says as far as you know? There, there's things that we fight that are of not this world. Right. Yes. And, um, you know, we are licensed professional counselors in the state of Arkansas, licensed marriage and family therapists mm-hmm. in the state of Arkansas. And we we uh, are part of the American Counseling Association. We're professional counselors, in, but we're also Christian. Right. And um, and we teach at Harding uh, from a from a Christian perspective. Now, what's interesting is. That let's say we're teaching a theories class, theories of psychotherapy, and we learn all these, well, you might consider them secular types of 
theories. And they're the ones that were tested over um, in our licensing exams and things like that. Correct. But science, uh, social science in this, in this case, is, is a quest for truth, and sometimes it finds it. And, <laughs> I like how you yeah, say that. Sometimes and, and, it finds it. And so we, as Christians, we look and find those, those places that, that align with what we do. Um, and I can give you an example. We have uh, uh, a theory – uh, cognitive behavioral ther- therapy, and it's pretty popular. Insurance companies love it because it's research-based, empirically supported theory, and um, it's well-known. It's been around for a long time. Uh, Aaron Beck and Albert Ellis were part of part of this. Well, one of the things that they they found was that sometimes people have distorted thinking. They think no. Yeah, they think <laughs> they you know stinking thinking. Yeah, or um, uh, you know just uh, hot thoughts, wrong, inaccurate thinking, cognitive distortions. They might call that. And people believe these. They, they have these, and they believe these. And they interpret the world around them with some of these. We all do it from time to time. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes something that's habitual, that's part of us, that we kind of hold on to these distorted thoughts it kind of uh we kind of look through the world with these glasses that are a little bit tinted and uh you know we we find evidence for things that fit our erroneous beliefs and uh you know to me uh, and, and what what we're really trying to do there is we're trying to find the truth well of course and that's the therapy is is looking for accurate thinking or the truth and so you know to me it it fits that's a that's a an example one of many many examples of how you know the empirically supported evidence of these theories or techniques uh, kind of aligns with with what we do as christians what we understand as truth right, so how do you deal with a world that believes that there's all kinds of different truths i mean Truth is truth, or it's not truth. Yeah, that's a difficult question because I think we use the word uh, sometimes inaccurately. Uh, Everyone has their own experience Mm -hmm. and and opinions. And I want to value people's experience and opinions, and I want to to consider their, their feelings. And so... Really, what I'm doing is, uh, as I'm conversing with a a client, and we're talking about their life, and they're telling me, you know, they're they're feeling depressed or anxious or whatever. We're we're getting down to uh, that those thoughts that I was talking about, right? And the truth reveals itself. I don't have to uh, really fight against that. I I kind of pull that. I pull the truth out. I let them see it. I kind of let them find that okay so you let them break whatever it is they're thinking upon the, tr- the the rock of truth mm-hmm. then that makes it makes sense dr todd Patton's with us we're going to have him here for most of the hour we're pleasure to have him i, I always love to have folks here for mental health and and wellness because i think it's something that a lot of people should uh use especially mm-hmm. amongst their families mm-hmm. and things of that nature and we'll get into that uh, if you're interested in their program, you can go to harding.edu slash M 
H-W. Right. You can learn more about mental health and wellness programs at harding.edu slash M-H-W. More with the doc when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Dr. Todd A. Patton is with us. He's the chair, Department of Mental Health and Wellness, Associate Professor of Counselor Education, Director of Clinical Mental Health. If I had not gone into radio, I can tell you right now, uh, the there were two phases of seminary I liked when I was there. One was uh, learning defenses of the faith. And then the other side was the counseling classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's where I really think the rubber uh, hits the road, to be honest with you. So someone's out there, they got their degree right now. They want to do this. They want to get into mental health and wellness. They want to be a counselor. Tell them how they do that, yeah. the doctor. Well, the first thing I, I, w- I want to say is, and I'm glad you said about the degree, they need a degree, but what's really interesting about this program is they can have any degree, any bachelor's degree. And they you have can have an engineering degree. Uh, yeah, come on. All right. And uh, you know, we'll we'll help you get get uh what you need to to be licensed in the state of Arkansas as a licensed professional counselor or licensed uh, marriage and family therapist or a uh licensed school counselor uh, in the state. Um so I like, and we we cater to working professionals. So our our classes are going to be in the evening, most of them. You know, four thirty, seven o'clock, um, and we have campuses at different parts of of the state. We have our main campus in Searcy, correct, and then we have actually a, a campus here at North uh, North Little Rock, uh, right next to McCain Mall, and mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas and Rogers. Uh, we own a building there, and we have programs, different programs in there. And then uh, newly, we have uh, are, have some classes uh, in Memphis. Okay. And so, and that one is based at our our school of theology, but it's uh, under this umbrella in the College of Education at Harding University. So yeah, you could come into uh, you know call us, look at our website, and uh, we'll kind of ask you what you might be interested. You may know. And we have different tracks of clinical mental health counseling that license you to be a licensed professional counselor, marriage and family counseling or therapy um, that would license you to be a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of Arkansas, um, professional school counseling and uh, in, in the schools. What I like about school counseling is oftentimes that's where we get to do prevention we're there that that school counselor's there in the school all the time and they're in relationship with them all the time and they can kind of see and then they can kind of uh guide uh those those students to maybe an, a licensed professional counselor or marriage and family therapist if needed and do some intervention themselves as well but the the job is just a little bit different but really right there we have intervention and i i mean uh prevention and intervention but uh, I think that's pretty neat about the the school counseling. And what in how has that changed over the last I don't know ten years with school shootings and things of that nature? Yeah. What has that changed the curriculum yes. for school counseling? Yes, you know our, our school counselors take crisis classes. Um, we we teach them about trauma, um, so we do a lot of prevention in those in those areas 
they create uh, crisis plans for the school, and they work with the team that's in the school to kind of create those 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 teams and those plans. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes, the schools will call a team of uh, licensed professional counselors as well uh, when something happens uh, for intervention. As I was saying, in school counseling, we do a lot of prevention and intervention in marriage and family therapy and in professional counseling it's often intervention by the time someone calls us they got a problem they've got a problem and when they come in we're at intervention stage so what is it for like for a school counselor i mean is it uh, is that something you're taught for um, leaving your school perhaps and going to another school that's had a tragic event you had a student that committed suicide you're there to help the students uh I mean, is there all kinds of classes just yes. for those things? Yes. We have specific classes in school counseling that would cover a, a breadth of things that are just related to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, crisis counseling, uh, intervention skills, um, they're going to have a practicum, an internship, a field experience in a school under the guidance of a school counselor, under the supervision of a school counselor and a university faculty mem- member. And they'll have experienced those things and create a network for when they're on their own. They've got kind of their own team as they go through and and guide this school um, and create an environment of uh, of uh, wellness and growth uh, for the school. And oftentimes we are in, we are in connection. We are in network with school counselors, family therapists, and, L- and LPCs, licensed professional counselors in the state, and so. We, if something happens, we'll all kind of uh, – we'll, we'll usually be invited to come to one of those places and help. Um, and so it, it kind of takes a community, and that's what we're doing here. And this is why we have three different degree programs is to kind of create um, this community of helpers for for the state and for the area. Okay, so let's talk about all three. Okay. The clinical mental health counseling, what is that specifically? Yeah, so the Board of Examiners in Arkansas – for uh, counseling and marriage and family therapists, we we are licensed under that as a licensed professional counselor, LPC. This degree, clinical mental health counseling, is the one that you would, if you're interested in being an LPC, that's the one that you would um, be working with. And so we would take classes like uh, theories of psychotherapy, techniques, group therapy, um, psychopathology, uh, the DSM, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, we're we uh, would learn how to diagnose and treat those kinds of things. Again, quite uh, there's uh, 68 hours in that program, and uh, the capstone or the culminating experience is the practicum and internship hours. And we would we require direct and indirect hours. Again, those people are going to be working in a community agency, maybe maybe in a hospital, a children's home, a residential treatment facility, uh, communities. We have a clinic at our at, at Harding. They might mm-hmm. be working there. Private practice, different places. Those people will work under the, the supervision of a, of a counselor that we choose that fit our qualifications and under the supervision of the university faculty. And we're in, we're in conversation with them. Marriage and family therapy, uh, same situation. Uh, same uh, uh, types of classes, same 
capstone experience with um, the um, direct and indirect hours. However, they need 200 hours for relational. Now, the, the difference with uh, traditionally with marriage and family therapy is, you know, they're working with the family and right. couples and marriage. And um, they don't traditionally, they don't always see one person as, as having the issue. That the issue is there's an issue with the family. So they're going to work on the system and the processes and the communication within the family. And uh, so it's a little bit different tact, um, a little bit different uh, theoretical orientation. But oftentimes there's some uh, – they may also have an LPC license and see individuals. Um, an LPC may also see a family from time to time. But really those are mostly theoretical differences um, but yes, we have those programs. We have nine faculty that, uh, full-time faculty. We have adjuncts that are, uh, experienced in the community all around the state, um, and, uh, supervisors that we make sure are qualified. Okay. We got to take a break. We got news coming up, so let's do that. And then we'll come back and talk more about school counseling, what the purposes of the school that uh, we're talking about here with Harding and, uh, you know, how long does it take to, to walk through this program? All right, let's, great. Let's, let's talk about that as well. Don't forget that if you want more information, go to harding.edu slash MHW. Again, that's harding.edu slash MHW. Let's get the news, then we'll come back. we got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Dr. Todd Patton is our guest. He's the chair of the Department of Mental Health and Wellness up in uh, Searcy at Harding, associate professor of counselor education and director of clinical mental health. He's here talking with us today that perhaps, uh, you know, you got your degree in whatever you got your degree in and you, you go, I don't know if I want to do that for the rest of my life or Maybe you've had a career and you want to change it Mm -hmm. and you want to have an effect in people's lives and you think being a counselor would be a way you'd Mm -hmm. want to go. Well, here's here's your opportunity. In all uh, respects, I'm looking at a 68-hour program. Uh, A typical load would be 15 hours a semester typically. Well, we might do nine and take our time, two and a half years maybe to get through that. Okay. So how long does it take to, to yeah. crawl through this uh, program? You know, we have people do it at different times, but average is about two and a half years, night classes. Uh, but we have some people that are just doing what they can, when they can. And some okay. people that are like, you know what, I'm not going to work. I'm going to go all the time. And, uh, you know, they can get done in a couple of years. Um, you know, we do have a lot of hours. It's a, it's a little bit more than some other universities. Um, same with our practicum and internship hours, our field experience hours, a little bit more, um, more than is required by our accreditation. By the way, we're KCREP accredited. Uh, that's the Council of Accreditation of Counseling and Related Educational Programs. And that's, that's kind of the gold standard in counseling programs. It just kind of makes, sh- it tells the, the, the public, um, and the students that, you know, we have the appropriate coursework and we teach the right techniques it helps with insurance, maybe helps with certain jobs, portability across state lines as far as the license is concerned. But um, 
We have a little bit more, maybe, uh, but we have a 100% pass rate okay. of our national clinical exam, okay. national counselor exam. That's pretty impressive. And we have a good reputation in the state, and so um, it's great preparation. You're going to be well prepared, and when you, uh, when you go into the field, you're going to feel comfortable uh, as you go in, into that, the, those counseling sessions. I also want to say that, you know, we have these three programs, that clinical mental health counseling program, the marriage and family counseling program, the professional school counseling program. And there's opportunity there for you to, to be licensed dually. You know, you may be in the clinical mental health counseling, but you're interested in school counseling too. Right. Well, we can add some classes there and you can get both of those. Or maybe you're... I'm saying a lot of this crisscrosses yeah. and things that stuff goes. Yeah. Okay. So same with marriage and family counseling and therapy. Uh, you may want to be licensed as an LPC. Um, we can work that out as well. And so we're here to kind of uh, tailor what you need, what you want to do in your in your career or in your ministry, and make sure that you go to the board of examiners, you take that those exams and that you're going to pass that and that you're going to be helping people. So far, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Our students get jobs. They, you know, they pass their national exams. Mm-hmm. They, um, they make a good living. Their clients get better. And so, I mean, what else do you want? Sounds like win, win, win. Yeah, that's what we it's in, in it, and it gives us a purpose that really is is uh, about kingdom work. Okay, and so um, we really like that being able to um, bring uh, a, uh, a Christian worldview into our classroom as we as we go through these things. Um, but we want to 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 create caring, compassionate, competent counseling services to. All sorts of people. Um, we 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 do things like we'll we go to on mission trips, take counselors to Haiti, um, work in. Uh, we've been in St. Lucia recently. We've been in uh, Vienna. We've been. Uh, uh, we go uh, just next door down the street. We work in our community. Sure. Um, we have a. I think I mentioned this. We have a clinic. Uh, a couple of clinics at Harding where we serve the community. Right. And our students are doing that under the supervision of the faculty. And it's just, uh, it's a great place for, for them to learn. And so we we really uh, enjoy what we do, and we really enjoy our good reputation uh, in the state. So if you're if you're an educator out there, if you're a minister. Um, yeah, and that, let me just stop you there because yeah. that's something I wanted to ask, all right? Because you go to seminary. And mm-hmm. they give you counseling courses. Right. You go through them. I don't think they give you nearly right. enough right. to deal with. You would highly recommend uh, a, a minister to perhaps pursue a marriage and family counseling therapy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's important to have those classes for sure. Now, in the state of Arkansas, a a minister can can counsel in their in their church— um, under specific law, pastoral counseling. Okay. But they, they can't charge really, uh, they can't charge a fee outside the church as part of their job. However, there are some things that are, that, you know, you might need to refer to, uh, refer, um, serious psychopathology, uh, suicidal issues, uh, addictions, those kinds of things. Violence. Violence. Uh, we'd want to refer to a professional counselor 
or a professional or a marriage and family therapist for those things. And so taking some of these classes can actually help you know when to refer. Maybe you need to step back and let somebody else take over. Yeah, because you know, again, it's it's uh, it's a it's a team. And a pastor only has so much time. It's right. not like he gets to counsel right all the time that he's not preaching. Right. And we want to do we can we can do both. Right. Know? Yeah. And so you're right that the job descriptions are a little bit different, but we want to work in concert with each other. In fact, we really desire that at Harding to be a place where people can call and touch base with us. The churches can call and uh, we can be a resource for the churches great, as far as mental health is concerned. That's great. That's really, you know, we got some people yeah. that need some help. Can we send them to you? That's a really yeah. good way to. And maybe we can train in the churches and maybe we can do some training for uh, youth ministers and ministers and things like that. Do you but, guys go out and, and talk in, in churches, you know, talk about problems on the Internet and, and yeah, what you sure have do. problems with and things of that uh-huh. nature? Uh, we've I got a, uh, Dr. Mark Fager. He goes out in the churches and talks about that very thing, the Internet. Um, and uh, some of us go out and do marriage and family uh, retreats or seminars and those kinds of really things. That's really big right now. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think a lot of people want to strengthen their marriages, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to go about it. Right. And I think that's another place, when we were talking earlier, that's another place where prevention is a key. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go necessarily to retreat when something's wrong. I mean, you do, but let's go before something's wrong. That's right. Maybe there's something there you're not seeing. Right, right. And so just, you know, get a tune-up. Love it. Dr. Todd Patton, our guest, Uh is there a phone number they can call, Doc, or do you yeah. want them to use specifically no, harding.edu? Yeah. You can you that harding.edu slash MHW is good. Um, but 501-279-4500, 501-279-4500. Uh, and Angela or Kayla will answer the phone and they will guide you right into where you know you need to be, the application process, any questions that you might have. Um, they'll they'll help you two seven nine forty five hundred. You teach some of the classes? Oh yeah. Okay. Is there a way that you can help get an A in the class? I mean, bring cookies, something like that. You can bring cookies. <laughs> 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 they're never expecting. They never know what they're going to run into when they come on my show. Doctor Todd Patton is the chair of the Department of Mental Health and Wellness at Harding out in Searcy. Associate Professor of Counselor Education, Director of Clinical Mental Health. Remember, if you get into their studies, they have locations in Searcy, Memphis, Northwest Arkansas, of course, right here in North Little Rock as well. Harding.edu slash MHW or call them 501-279-4500. Doc, thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate it's great. You. It's really great. All right. I'll let you go because I know you got to drive all the way to Searcy. <laughs> Thank you. Wave a cabot when you go by, would you? I'll be there in a few minutes. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Let's get a break, and then we'll come back with more on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back. Final few moments. Uh, Monday, I'm still not absolutely sure, but I believe we're supposed to have somebody on from uh, Pope County to talk about the casino issue there. Uh, They wanted to do it by phone. 
I said I only wanted to do it if they would come into the off into the studio. So uh, we'll see how that all works out. If so, then you'll hear the anti side of that argument why they don't want a casino there in uh, the studio. But uh, Elizabeth Sotolaro is going to be here, of course. She'll join me. Uh, Robert Steinbach will join me. There's a ton. It's not like there's no news to talk about. I mean, by Monday, uh, this whole China deal will have filtered down some, and people, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people going to be really, really excited about it. Uh, when you consider that the most that China has bought in agricultural goods from the United States is $16 billion, and in this phase, there's going to be three phases of this whole thing to, to do the whole um, uh, deal with China. Uh, but in this first phase, uh, $50 billion. I mean, $34 billion increase uh, in uh, agricultural goods being bought by the, by the Chinese from American farmers. That, that is just great news. And I know that there's farmers here in Arkansas is going to be really excited about it. Uh, I can tell you next Wednesday, uh, if I'm on the air, I may not be on the air uh, because I'm I'm hoping to go to the president's uh, rally Thursday, but only go if we have enough money to go. So if you want to chip in for me to go and broadcast, because I've been asked to come, we're the only radio station in Arkansas that's been invited. My show's the only show invited. And uh, we'll do the show, but we we got to raise about $2,200 to make it happen. So if you want to give on that, 823-0965, 823-0965. And uh, I'll post some stuff on my Facebook about it as well and get in touch with us. We've got until, uh, I'll just say, first hour of the show on Monday. I'll be able to tell you whether we're going or not. A Kansas middle school girl who formed her fingers into a gun and then pointed it at several of her classmates after another student asked her, who would you kill, was arrested and charged with a felony. All right. The incident happened on September 18th at West Ridge Middle School in Overland Park, about 13 miles south of Kansas City after administrators were alerted to a potential threat made by a 13-year-old student. According to the Kansas City Star, the girl was having a discussion with a classmate who asked if she could kill five people. If she had the chance to kill five people in the room, who would they be? The girl responded by allegedly making a finger gun and pointing it at four students and then pointing it at herself, the outlet reported. An Overland Park police spokesman told NBC News in a statement today that an individual who felt threatened used the school's online anti-bullying app to alert administrators who conducted an investigation and then told the school resource officer. The resource officer, who is employed by the city police department, interviewed both students involved who affirmed the actions which constituted the potential threat. The girl, whose identity is not being released because she's a juvenile, was then arrested by the resource officer. 
quote, too often there are reports of violence in schools and inevitably questions about what could or should have been done to prevent the tragedy. Threats in schools are taken very seriously and treated appropriately, police said in the release. A spokesman for for the Johnson County District Attorney's Office said after reviewing the evidence, the girl was charged with a criminal threat, which is a felony offense, 13 years old. She is due to appear in court next week. John Cavanaugh, the girl's grandfather, told the uh, Kansas City Star that he thinks the incident, quote, got completely out of hand, unquote, and should have been handled in the principal's office and not with the teenager being charged with a felony. Cavanaugh said the 13-year-old does not even have access to a gun. She's just mouthing off. I'm really worried about my granddaughter's future. Spokesperson for the Shawnee Mission School District told NBC News that he couldn't discuss the incident, but that the district was not involved in the girls being arrested. We didn't have any control over that action, David Smith said, declining to say if the school disciplined the student who began the discussion by asking the girl who she would kill. I mean, do you take that? I mean, I understand we're in a situation where people are worried about things happening. But we we got to keep things under control. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep your keep it all in line. You got to have some reality about the situation. Perhaps you want to have the student talk to a counselor and see if there's any real issue there. I mean, I'm just telling you when I went to school, Crap, I've been arrested several times just screwing around making the sign of a gun and acting like you're shooting somebody. Larry Witherspoon joins us. Hey, Larry, how are you? Hey, good afternoon. Um, okay, I might be disagreeing with you a little bit, but I think they did the right thing because she's 13. Uh, eight years old, 10, okay, you know, we, we and, and I'm with you, we did we shot each other in school all the time, but the times have changed, and this is something that needs to seriously be looked at, and this possibly, in my opinion, arresting the girl and, and doing something with this possibly could save even herself uh, with good counseling now, because there will be counseling now. It could have actually even saved herself. She could have even been suicidal. Pointing it at herself and doing that gives me that indication. I think they did the right thing. Um, They've really got to take this kind of stuff very seriously. What's going to be disappointing to me and always irritating to me is what is the media going to do? Are they going to start throwing out that the girl's a Republican? Is she a Democrat? You know, all that kind of politicizing is what's going to irritate me with the thing. It needs to now be under the jurisdiction of, of the school and the counselors and, and talking with the parents because pointing, pointing it at herself as in the being the fifth person bothers me a little bit. Of She's got some thoughts there. I, I do think they did the right thing. They potentially probably have stopped a, a tragedy, and, and that I'm glad of. So. Uh-huh. The only thing that the only thing, Larry, I appreciate him. The only thing I disagree with the whole thing 
they charge this girl with a felony. That's not necessary. The felony is not necessary. That I agree with you on. That's going a little too far, and hopefully they'll change that. Yeah, I, w- I would hope so. Appreciate yeah. your call. Have a great weekend, okay. brother. You're welcome. Because I'm going to just about out of time here. we got just a few minutes. Well, not even a few minutes. got a few seconds. Again, if you'd like to help make sure that I get down to Dallas next Thursday, I need to hear from you by midday Monday, 8230965, or just send me an email, dave at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R dot com. Dave at SalemLR dot com. Get in touch with me, and uh, we can talk. You can tell me how much you could help us out. We need about $2,200 to make this happen. But we're the only radio station in Arkansas, the only show in Arkansas invited to the president's rally next Thursday in Dallas to broadcast our show. That's it for this week on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll see you on Monday, 2 o'clock. Have a great weekend. Remember, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him an hour, please, on Sunday to see what he has to say to you. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.